Hello and welcome to Under the Skin with me, Russell Brand. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Blind Boy. We got some brilliant tweets, fantastic fun we had. Listen to some of this mad stuff we get. Christina Mannion said that it had been her favourite episode of the podcast on Facebook. Roger Morris said, I wonder if Russell will once again only read out agreeable feedback about his podcast as was the case with his last interview with Tony Robbins. Marxist censorship deftly demonstrated. Roger, I will only be reading out positive feedback again. Yes. Graham Watson tweeted to say, I never thought I'd be feeling it from a white Irish rapper with a fucking plastic bag on his head, but there you have it. Sheer, utter fucking brilliance from Rusty Rocket. So do check that out if you've not heard it yet. Netflix special, Rebirth, is still up on Netflix. Doing well, I understand. Check it out. It's uh, I'm really, really pleased with it. I think it's great. Can you watch it, please, and post it on your social media and get it out there and really endorse it and give me a good old pat on the back for trying so hard and being such a good guy. Uh, back on the subject of my uh, podcast with Blind Boy, Mike Lee Smith 88 says, the two sexiest podcasters alive pump audio jizz into your ears for over an hour. What could be more pleasant than that? On this week's Under the Skin, we've got Candice Owens, the political commentator and member of Turning Point, a conservative organisation which seeks to bring conservative philosophy and ideology into institutions of education, I suppose. It was a fantastic conversation between Candice and I, in my opinion. I've not been so animated and excited because I suppose often with these kind of podcasts, you tend to talk to people you broadly agree with, certainly under the skin. I've mostly had people on that I just wanted to, you know, explain, I don't know, DMT or um, you know, stoicism or something to me. But in this case, it's a very public intellectual, very influential. If you don't know who she is, you've probably heard of her because of Kanye West's recent public support for Donald Trump and the way that that played out. She was uh, certainly influential in Kanye entering the public conversation around Donald Trump, Republicanism, and uh, I suppose, I don't know, individual responsibility. So I disagree with her on loads of things. I think I wanted to say in this introduction um, that I got a bit over the top in places. I think I accused Macron of being a fascist. I was pretty passionate because I suppose I wanted Candice to know that I'm, I don't see the world uh, in conventional, bipartisan, Western democratic terms. People that listen to this regularly will know that what most interests me is a radical change in politics, decentralisation and the introduction of spiritual and loving principles into the mainstream. Regardless of what you think about me or my perspective, I think you're going to enjoy this episode because Candice is a fiery, intense, smart, funny woman. And it was a really great conversation with someone I disagree with on, you know, like 90% of everything she said. Loads of stuff I disagree with, but isn't that the point of public discourse? We're all going to think different stuff. So we've got some interesting podcasts coming up. Of course, Candice Owens now, but we're going to be talking over the coming weeks, The Happy Pairs, Irish Entrepreneurs, Radhanath Swami, Spiritual Leader from India, Catherine Graves, Innovator in the World of uh, Childbirth and Hypnobirthing. So you've got a lot. Oh, and Kahindi Andrews, or Kai Hindi uh, is pronounced it, to pronounce it correctly, Kai Hindi Andrews. If you've got some questions, and believe you me, we had zero questions last week in spite of giving this out. We get hundreds of thousands of listens. Send us a question if you've got one for who will it be for Kahinde? 
uh, hello at russellbrand.com. Kahinde believes in reparations. He's sort of a polar opposite to Candice, who we've got on this week. He believes that uh, there should be reparations to former colonised nations. He's beyond Marxism. He would make uh, Jeremy Corbyn look like, um, I don't know, who should we say? Michael Hesseltine, will that do? I mean, anyway, he's he's out there, Kahinde Andrews. If you've got any questions for him, email them to me at hello at russellbrand.com. I didn't come up with that email address. It was someone I work with. But let's get into Candice now. My God, what a mental episode it is. Let me know what you think on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, you know Facebook. I'll be fascinated to know. It's also up on YouTube if you want to watch it and see that actually, even though it sounds quite heated, we're laughing and smiling throughout. Perhaps the only way to talk about serious global issues is with humour. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. Do you feel ready? I always feel ready. You believe in God? I believe in God. We're laughing then, aren't we? No. <laughs> we're la- no, we're laughing. I mean, like, uh, we are supported by invisible forces that Always. are benevolent and kind. Always. I was loved that video about your uh, the your grandfather. You obviously love him. He's maybe what... Is he still the most important male figure in your life? Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the only important male figure of my life, which is a, a strong statement to make, but uh, that's about right. Do you have good female figures in your life? Strong women? No, I try. I try to be that. Um, you know, I come from a very sort of broken, crazy family. Like I heard that, like that. Sort of nine of your uncles have been incarcerated. So you come from a family where that crime is part of the story. Yeah, I mean, they're not nine of them, but you know, five of the nine of them all spent some time in prison, and that sort of trickled down. And I have cousins that have spent time in prison, and it was just a part of my story growing up. Mm. And it wasn't particularly unique it's a it's a weird thing to say but in the retrospect like that seems normal to me like Mm. we're gonna go see your uncle in prison okay sure that's what you do i think that's normal for a lot of people right from other people that's it's not extraordinary yeah which really lets you know that you can create um different simulations and different pockets of society and until you travel outside of it to have a different experience you think it's just the norm when did that happen for you when did your life transition from what was you know your early determining context to you know what was the thing that should change first for you candice well i think i was always sort of an alien child like my mother Mm. says all the time when i was a kid they were just weirded out by me like i never cried they always thought i could like understand them as a baby in the crib which is really bizarre but the earliest thing that i remember was the my first play date which was in kindergarten in class i was five years old and there was a girl named Lindsay DeLeo. she was this blonde girl with blue eyes and um we became fast friends i don't i don't think we had reading class together and her mother invited me over for a play date and i went to her house and i was just shocked that people lived in the way that she lived she lived in the suburbs she had a massive house she had this victorian concept room she had a nanny she had a playroom and i was i just remember being shocked that this was even a part of life because prior to obviously i existed within the realm of my family i uh lived in a really small apartment me and my two sisters shared a room in a low-income housing uh building and 
it just it blew my mind. So I think when I was a really small kid, I was already considering like, how is this asking the question at least, which is important in order to get the answer. How could people be living such different lives? Mm. And you either take, you know, two approaches to it. You either say, I hate rich people because they live that way, or I want to become a rich person and learn how to live that way. I think I've always been curious about success and wanted to learn how to be successful myself. So my path was somewhat natural in that regard. I never I never hated rich people. It's a very weird thing to me that people demonize the rich. Do you hate anyone? No. I think hate's a terrible emotion because it, 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 it you harvest it internally. So if you hate someone, you hate them. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> like yeah, they're really okay. They don't point. they don't feel that. So you've always been aspirational, even when you were a child. You, it sounds to me from the, what little you've told me already that you sounds like you had an unusual emotional state, that you were sort of quite an independent person. Yes. And that you were, I mean, even watching you, I've watched like quite a lot of your videos and interviews. You're a very powerful person. You've got driven, aren't you? You've got a sh- strong presence. Yeah, and I've always had that. Like My teachers hated me growing up because... Why? I was just extremely assertive. I think, think about the function. Where was you educated, man? <laughs> That's a very good question. I think I like to say that I was self-educated because you don't mm. learn anything in school. You learn propaganda. You learn how to function in society in the way that the government and society wants you to function. Um, so I like to think that because I always had to earn my way through life, my parents couldn't afford to put me through school. My parents stopped paying for anything for me. Um, when I turned 14 years old, I was kicked out of my house and I was living with a boyfriend for six months. Like I was one of those kids, you know? Um, and so I, I sort of was self-taught and I was constantly pushing back against arbitrary authority. Arbitrary yeah. authority meaning that because I'm the teacher and I say go left, yeah. go left. Well, no, tell me why Who I should cares? go left. I need to like, What's there needs to be a little, bit, a little bit of reasoning behind this. Um, I was always a critical thinker my entire life. Um, and that sort of, I, but I didn't go to, I went to university for a couple of years and then dropped out. So I think I'm so smart because I didn't go to university. <laughs> See that thing where you said uh, you're autodidact, self-educated person. What was you reading? Oh, okay, so I... When I was a small kid, I loved books. I would get totally lost in novels, and it was a lot of fiction novels that I, I grew up on. I was reading books, very bizarre. I mean, to be like a five-year-old reading, uh, I mean, uh, an eight-year-old reading Nora Roberts and like Dean Koontz, and I just, I love to get wrapped up in fiction novels. Uh, so that helped, obviously, in terms of just my vocabulary and ability to communicate. I was always reading. I was a big reader, a total dweeb. Um, at home, I was cool in school, but <laughs> I was a total dweeb at home. Uh, and I remember racing even when I was in fifth grade uh, to read the Harry Potter books. Like one of those people that was in line waiting for them. She's a disaster now, by the way. But she, I mean, her books are very good. Um, uh, right, <laughs> politically, she's a total Rowling. disaster. She, yeah. Yeah, she should stick to fiction because she doesn't understand reality. Um, oh. She doesn't. She really doesn't. I'm sorry. She, wonderful world she created, though, for people to get <laughs> lost inside of. Um, but yeah, I didn't start reading political. Sorry, I just move this chair. No, you're fine. Get get so comfortable. Heavy. We're gonna be in here for you know. We're not Comfortable. We're not leaving until yeah. we agree on absolutely everything, everything. Candice. <laughs> <laughs> then we can. Then we'll so leave. So I have you in a MAGA hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing it already, but just in, down my trousers. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't start reading, I guess, nonfiction until I got interested in nonfiction and politics and things of that nature. And then I started reading Milton Friedman and Dr. Thomas Sowell. Ooh. Yeah. Tell me, what are that? Because I haven't understood any of these references, like even those fictional ones you were reading when you were a kid. Now, what are these Milton, these modern, <laughs> more recent ones? Uh, <laughs> you know Milton Friedman. Oh, the economist. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell is also an economist, um, and but he he's a he's a black economist, which was the most important reading that I could have done. Uh, Why? Because he just completely makes you understand that people are using and manipulating you uh, because of the color of your skin. And he just uses fact-based logic and reasons and world history and will bring you backward and forward and you know show you basic theses like um, they make you think that because you're a minority, that means that you're behind and that's the history of the world tells us that that's not true you know in, in the ottoman empire uh the greeks owned the banks that was a turkish empire the greeks owned the banks and we're doing the best in that economy so he just goes through um world history and just shows you pretty much all of the fallacies and all of the emotional arguments that are made and basically tells you if you want to get ahead in life and start from nothing you have to abandon these arguments these emotional arguments and understand the facts and how it is that you can start behind and get ahead and that's what i chose to do do you think there are certain philosophical ideas that may have a truth to them when practiced on the level of the individual but when translated to a social scale become more complex and break down a little uh sure socialism because it's, it's utopian because it, it takes it, what about it, individualism itself because like what 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 when uh, what i feel candice is you're, you're a powerful person you're driven you've you. come from nothing and you've achieved a lot in your life and it feels to me, at least, and I don't to suggest this to you because you've not directly said this. Well, I'm actually, I think you maybe have directly said stuff like, well, if I can do this, you should do it. Right. It's like now, but that kind of, for me, uh, it, it, it is to deny your unique abilities and your unique qualities. Even having drive and the willingness to work hard is in itself an endowment. It's right. A, well, I don't say you can do what I've done. Right. I don't say that, that you're going to follow everything that I've done. I actually hope that my kids never have to live through, you know, or, or see the things that I had to see growing up. Why would I want that? I don't think people like? should. I mean, just the, I don't want my children to, to go see their uncles in prison or to struggle financially and not to be able to afford to go on a school trip. I don't think that that's a necessary thing for you to understand how to become successful. Um, but what I, I do demand is that people abandon a victim mentality. Right. I think that that is has become a cancer in our society. Victim mentality. I've seen yes. you talk about. This. Yes. Now, give me, give us some background on it, because some English <laughs> people won't know what you mean. It's just the oppression Olympics. You know, everybody wants to say, "I, I deserve more because I'm more oppressed than you." Oh, okay, well, you, you might say, I might say that I'm more oppressed than you because I'm black, right? And and you're white, so instantly I'm more oppressed and I deserve more, and my voice should be louder. And then we say, "Okay, well, you're a male and I'm, a, I'm, I'm a woman, so instantly I deserve even more because I'm a woman and you're a male, and, and women are more oppressed," which is totally a lie. Um, and I should have my voice heard louder and and then you keep going gay straight and they've created all of these little these little pockets and you have to figure out who is the most oppressed person mm. I guess it would be a disabled black female gay person would probably be the most if you want to win the oppression Olympics that's it and everyone should fawn over you and everything you say should count and should matter and it's it's absolute crap the victim but, mentality is what's stopping most people from getting from point A to point B I see what you mean but if I imagine a 
like uh, you know, a gay disabled, and if you are gay disabled, what was the other black bit? female? Black female. Yeah. If I imagine that person, I don't like you know, and I, I'm sure there's even within that category, I'm sure there's lots of lots of and lots of variety. But when I think of the most powerful people in the world and the people with the most influence, not many of them are gay disabled black females so i feel well i'm not a by the way a kind of just so you know where we're starting from right i feel like the difference between msnbc mm -hmm. and you know Breitbart and trump and obama is so small as to be irrelevant right from my political standpoint these are what i would call the system right i suppose what i'm trying to illustrate candace is that it's relative that for me none of those people are offering the kind of social change that's required to create the systems that human beings deserve. Now, like, now, so uh, what it seems to me is that you have a tremendous faith in the ability of the individual to create their own destiny. Correct. And why wouldn't you? Because you've lived it. But do you think that that's applicable to all individuals? I, I think 100%. If, if, um, unless there are, of course, policies in place that are preventing you from doing that. There are not in America at this moment in time. So it, they actually were, were forming our own oppression by buying into the idea of oppression. Um, you know, one of the things that harmed the black community the most over these last 60 years has been the welfare state. It's what's happening in France right now. It doesn't work. It doesn't giving handouts and creating a giant government and not creating, uh, you know, incentives for people to work, which is what people want to do. It's the human spirit that governments don't seem to understand and that policies that are socialists don't seem to understand. They don't account for the human spirit. We want to be valuable. We want to create. Um, so when you remove all of that, you end up with people that are oppressed and with a variety of problems. And you can pick a ton of problems within the black community that I'm trying to reverse. And it all starts with abandoning the victim mentality. The government tells me that I should feel bad for myself for being a, a, a woman and being black and make me understand that I'm behind in society. You know, those are the racists. Don't tell me that I need to feel bad about myself. I don't feel that way. And, they're and they insist that you do. So the, the greatest challenge and, and also the most fun, I think, that I have on these college campuses is that you want to see if a black person, you want to see who the real racists are, tell, tell people that as a black person, you don't see yourself as a victim. They lose their goddamn minds. That's why they hate me. Read the articles about me. They call me a neo-Nazi, I mean, the Guardian, right? Neo-Nazi uh, 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 supporter of white supremacy because I believe that I can do whatever I want in my life because I have confidence. What does that tell you? That they're rushing to smear me because I believe that black people can do it without government handouts. It means that they insist that black people do it with government handouts. Otherwise, they'd say, all right, she has a perspective. I don't make any policies. I'm not in the government. I'm not running for office. Why does it bother them so much? <laughs> right? Uh, me, like, I feel you. But what I'm, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like, where is um, compassion and love in your philosophy? Where is the place for that? Uh, well, what do you mean? If, if somebody, compassion to me is not telling people that they should be coddled um, because of the color of their skin. I think that that's, that's, no, that's I don't foolish. think that either. I don't right. think that either. And like, uh, but, and, but this is what, well, let me tell you this. I feel like, say, my background doesn't sound nearly as challenging as yours. I come from fun, what though. you might call from, uh, like, yeah, but I'm talking prior to uh, <laughs> celebrity, which would be, the, I'm imagining the only things you'll know about me. But like, the, prior to that, like, I grew up in an ordinary household, single parent family. My mum was sick a lot when I was a kid. I had sort of intermittent access with my dad, you know, relatively regular, but like that my parents weren't together. Uh, and then I became a crack and heroin addict when I was sort of in my late teens. And, and I feel that 
that there are <clears throat> what do I want to say like I feel that there were social factors there I think that like, if I was from a different background had access to different resources um, that I may have received psychological or spiritual input at different points now like, I'm not complaining about my life I've earned right. good money and I've got a good family right. and stuff and I'm really really happy but I think to deny social factors in the cultivation of the individual really plays into the hands of the already powerful. Oh, but I don't, I actually don't deny those social factors. On, so then. one of the, I tell people that the biggest problem facing the black community is father absence, but that's being incentivized by our government. So the, the black single motherhood rate was 23% in 1960s before welfare programs were implemented. Today, it's 74% in the black community. That's because they literally will give a black mother more money from the government if the father doesn't live in the home. I'm actually really, I really believe in a two-parent home. You can just look at the statistics to see that children are better off when they have two parents. But think about what's perpetuated in our media. Think about radicalized feminism. We can do it without men. F men. We hate men. That's why I fight these concepts, because what you're talking about is true. That's not what people are talking about in the political realm they want to get rid of all of that in favor of more government more government more government it's it's become increasingly radicalized and it's harming the individual and their chances you know when you come from a two-parent home versus a single parent uh, there are there are tons of statistics that prove that what you're saying is right but my compassion towards that is is when i go and i combat feminism right when i go and i wear a him too shirt to the brett kavanaugh um hearings and debacle because i don't believe in the me too movement right i think it's been radicalized i think that it's 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 a harmful feminism i don't even like calling it feminism because it's it's just a means for people to secure power um, and it's cloaked as feminism and that's that's how I exercise compassion I exercise compassion when I go fight for the first step back and I understand that many people that are in prison are in prison because they grew up in that environment where they didn't have any parents raising them my mother grew up in group homes um, and didn't graduate high school uh, she didn't end up in prison but she could have very well could have and so you exercise compassion by having those conversations those aren't the conversations that are being had at the political level I don't think that is exercising compassion I think that's exercising analysis critical thought and the intellect which I would never challenge you on you're obviously very adept and very strong in each of those areas let me let's go into a different territory for a moment am I right in thinking that you suffered from anorexia when you that's were correct. younger yes I suffered well, from anorexia for about four years wow that's pretty serious how's your eating yeah, now fine I can't stop eating so no tell, me what no. the, tell me what the anorexia was like well what's interesting is that and you're an interesting person to talk to about this because there is a spiritual component of anorexia when when you when is you there? there is when 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 you starve when you starve the body the that's why people do this these fastings in, in many religions when you when you starve the body there's almost a mental clarity that takes over and that's what i think becomes addicting for most people like mm. for me it was never about weight and for most people it's not about weight. Um, it's usually, I mean, when you learn about anorexia, they tell you that it's usually a manifestation of people trying to assert control over their lives. And that's what it is. It's the one thing you can control when you feel like there's chaos is what you put in your mouth and your body. Um, so that was for me after going through a unique situation and feeling that my whole life was out of control. Um, I, I just manifested as an eating disorder and I had it for four years on and off, but like you know, pretty, if you saw pictures, I mean, I was like 30 pounds skinnier, maybe even 40 pounds skinnier than I am now, which is insane. Did you get any help? No, I helped myself, which is crazy, right? But I mean, what was I going to do? Go, go talk to, I'm a smart person. So I think it's, it's harder. And I don't know this. I'm saying this as a thought, you know, Jordan Pierce, don't have to tell me if I'm right or wrong. He's the one that's got, you know, the, doc, the doctorate for this stuff. Um, but I think that it's really hard for people that have 
a higher IQ to go get help. When I, the one time that I went to a therapist, it was with my parents. My parents decided they were going to try therapy. Um, the woman was just, she was just a, a total moron. I mean, literally everything that she was trying to say to me and my family wasn't helpful. And I think that me feeling like I didn't find someone that was... Um, smart in the chair probably mm. sort of turned me off that is upsetting. but if i had sat down with dr jordan peterson first i probably would be like yeah therapy's great <laughs> you know but uh but no i didn't i i, I just got better the therapy was ineffective because you found the therapist intellectually yeah. and analytically inept yeah but you can't just breeze into i just got better because anorexia that very very serious mental condition i've got friends that are suffering yeah. with that and it's like almost I, i'm a drug addict a recovering drug addict yeah and like my own experience with addiction is is that precisely that it's trying to deal with a deficit right uh, not in my, in my belief is that it's a spiritual deficit a lack of connection and a, a, a dissatisfaction with the material world and inability to uh, allied into systems that seem erroneous, duplicitous, meaningless, and a powerful need for some values, some spirit. Now, like when I like, yeah. I feel that perhaps there's a comparable uh, that, that addiction is underscored by, I want to say, some, some certain universals, whether it's an eating disorder, mm. uh, s sexual obsession, right, or, or you know, like obviously drug addiction. Um, and I, what I'm curious about is how that would be resolved, how that would end, where that would well, go. Well, I had to identify the issue. I mean, what caused my eating disorder? I, I actually realized that, you know, I went through this experience in high school that was classified as a hate crime. What was that? It was... Uh, oh, yeah, those racist lads, right, was it? Right, Well, I don't consider them racist. What did they do? I think that that was part of the reason that I caused an eating oh, disorder. Go on. What happened? But they left me racist voicemails, <laughs> and then it became this sort of... But I don't consider... Well, that is racist. But, but that is, does that make an a individual... racist voicemail But does that be make racist. an individual racist? That's the question. Can you do something without having to carry a label for the rest of your life? Can you say something off-putting, which I'm sure you've done many times, right? Uh -huh. You're not Actually, the most, right. Does that homophobic? Does that make you a racist? Does that make you a sexist? Can you do an act did any of the without having to carry a label for the rest of your I life? Did do some of the sexist. Okay. Okay. So I hope not actually. That that's my point. So for the situation Because if there's no forgiveness, how are we going to improve the, the world? That was my problem. So this, they they did something. It was remarkably stupid. We were also in what high was school. It? They left racist voicemails. Tell me what they said. Well, I, I don't think I can say those words on here, but, but you can n word your way through it. Okay. So it, like uh dirty n-word uh horrible <laughs> tar and feather that dirty n-word we're gonna hell, put, put a bullet in the back of your head like Jesus. we did to martin luther king right terrible stuff they brought up a, an icon right. a of, lot a lot but, uh, of but african american why? civil but rights but why did they do that right nobody cares about the why they just want to rush and call people racist oh, okay i'm still adjusting now, and here's how i got through my eating disorder so this thing gets happened it gets taken out of control it gets blown up it's on the front page of a newspaper and suddenly people are discussing you and i, I i'm a, a, i'm in high school i'm 17 years old it's not what people want i didn't want that to be you know my high school story especially getting ready to go to school you felt and that your personal experience was reappropriated and told back to you that media. you were used as an object in someone else's narrative that's exactly correct and and then now beyond that being I'll just called say, a victim, that's terrible racism, it, what it, you experienced there. I, like, some what, of, that's really bad. No, I'm, I'm that actually going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you on that. It's on the list, Candice. I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that. Racist things that have happened, it's on there. I'm going to challenge you on that. Ready? Go on. So you say that's terrible racism that I experienced. I say it as a white or, man. Okay. Or, or, 
a couple of high school kids, four, there were four kids in that car. One of them I knew, three had never laid eyes on me, had never even seen How me. How old were they? they uh, the, the youngest person in the car was 14. Are we really going to label a 14-year-old racist for the rest of their life? I mean, this is insane. But of course, it sells newspapers, right? This terrible thing happened in our town and people suddenly are invested and, and, and moms or suburban moms are writing letters to the editor and everyone's like, you know, in this because nothing happens and now they have something that's happened. And the media took what should have been a, mo a teaching moment for children. Okay, why did they do it? Well, maybe they had their first beer one guy in the car is upset with me because i stopped hanging out with him because i got my first boyfriend he said we're gonna call her and leave her a voicemail oh and she's black okay you give a, a a drunk drunk 14 year olds a phone by the way there's no emotional connection nobody ever talks about technology and how easy it is to be mean now right you can't do that to my face Will they have called me those things to my face no of course not it's hard to be mean in person but leaving a voicemail i'll say anything to this cup all right, this is Russell Brand. I'll say anything to Don't this goddamn cup. Don't offend the Russell Brand cup. Right, right. Because I'm sensitive <laughs> about that. All right. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. So uh, people don't even consider that we Look, were the first generation that had Facebook say, and Candace, Instagram. And I think uh, it's not pronounced Instagram. That's a strange way of Instagram. saying it. <laughs> Instagram. 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 like someone on a penny farthing bicycle going past under a parasol. It sounds better that way. We should it be calling it Instagram. Okay, I'm with you on that Instagram. I'm with you on the emphasis on the last syllable of Instagram. I'm coming with you on that, Jenny. Now, it seems to me that that was a traumatic incident and your uh, response to it was I anorexia think, yeah which is pretty serious also yeah. but i think it's admirable that you're willing to be forgiving uh, of the perpetrators of that you know because they admittedly were kids but i don't think that that there's a few things that i think and i also agree with you that the media capitalize on certain types of hysterical uh, like a sort of a kind of hysterical attitude because it sells you know i don't think there is a genuine oh no we're actually really shocked that this right. racism's happened how can we end it i don't think that's what no. the energy that newspapers run on i would agree with you on that as well but uh, but the fact that you're being uh, forgiving uh, of that incident and willing to let go of that incident doesn't negate for me the fact that the particular language they used may have been socially resourced. I just want to ask you about something because it, it happened to me the other day. I'm like a like there's a English black footballer called Raheem Sterling, bloody good footballer actually, soccer mm -hmm. player in your language, and uh, like uh, <laughs> someone called him uh, either a mank c u n t I saw this or a black c u n t I saw that. So like. Uh, He's pissed off about it, Raheem right. Sterling. And understandably, the guy lost his job and... the guy, yeah, yeah, the mm -hmm. guy, yeah, the guy lost his job. Like, uh, you know, uh, we can discuss that aspect of right. it in a minute. Right. <laughs> but, but like, uh, what I was like, and Raheem Sterling, like, uh, Instagrammed a Instagrammed a Instagrammed. post, Instagrammed, Instagrammed yeah. a post saying like, here's two stories. One's about like a black footballer buying his mama house. One's about a white footballer buying his mum a house and the one about the white footballer is like lovely young white footballer buys his mum house and the one about the black footballer buying his mum a house is flash little bastard buys his mum house right so like Raheem Sterling brilliantly like sort of selects these two stories about the same subject and notes how one is rendered as a kind of like negatively and one is rendered positively right. and Raheem Sterling says that this is racially motivated now like I don't think I need to be a black person to say yeah that for me aligns with the way that the media functions in perpetuating certain narratives and whilst you say the perpetuation of the victim narrative is disempowering African Americans or perhaps even black people worldwide I'm not fully sure of how uh, or the breadth of your philosophy I think it is uh, um, what I want to say uh, myopic 
to suggest that the powerful cultural narratives and historic oppression don't play a part in people's current economic poverty, whilst the way out of that I would accept would be individual culpability and individual will. Not everyone has that. Right. Not everyone has that. Not right. everyone has that drive, that power. Some people need support. Now, well, the role of the state and the veracity of the state's intentions are certainly things I question as well. Do I think that the Democrat Party are super kind, wonderful people? Well, we, let's have a look at the last 20 years. How did that work out? How was how were African-Americans treated under Barack Obama? Like, So, you know, we've got the evidence. The data's in. It's, right. Neither party works particularly well. But for me to deny that there is a, an impact of social economic and historic conditions on the individual experience of people and that, that and those conditions are not affected by race for me i don't think that's true Candace. no well first off i want to go to your two articles because you use the word myopic okay you you use a sample sale a sample of two articles to come up with this great conclusion is every, every single i understand that is every single article about a black person buying a house negative or did you find one that was and, and do a comparative analysis? Hold on, it's now, hold Sterling. on, hold on. Is every single article of a white person buying a house positive? Or did you find an article of a white person positive and now you've used this to say that this means that every single white person that an article is written about is true or false? I have a problem with this data set and this is what we see over and over again. It's the same thing that they do when they extract the 16 unarmed black men that are shot and killed by police officers every year. Forget to mention that there's Clever. a higher rate for white people. You All did right. the exact same thing that hold I can't on. stand. Listen, <laughs> listen. It was actually Raheem Sterling. I found two articles. Get Raheem this, Sterling. This now must be a universal <laughs> truth. A I'm Russell Brand. You I best found calm two down. articles. You better calm down because, firstly, <laughs> it was Raheem Sterling uh, that did that. Uh, so that counts for, well, times it by a thousand. No, so, no, hold on. What I'm saying is, is you. I'm going to get Raheem Sterling's number and you mm. can bull him out because he's probably better equipped to deal with it. This is how, no, this no, is how what, the media creates a simulation. Hold on. Hold one on side one. by side, and now it's universal truth here on the Russell Brand. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah. Listen to me for a second, please. What I'm saying is is that whilst, of course, all of us can construct narratives by selecting information that supports our idea, Raheem Sterling didn't do this in abyss. On the Saturday, someone screams racial abuse at him. On the next day, he goes, oh, look, I'm not surprised because, you know, because I experience a lot of this treatment at a subtler level in the way that I'm handled in the press. This is his personal experience that Raheem Sterling is recounting. And then we look at the rest of the information and say, oh, what does it seem to be like? for young black men in England is are there any commonalities economically are there any judicial or criminal issues where there's a commonality you know, it, it's not just that these narratives are being cherry pricked there is also the uh, the data is in on incarceration of young black men in America well, because we, we, we disproportionately commit crimes in America so are we, are we not supposed to be arrested because we're but black but you're doing the same thing there Candice you're, you're extracting that bit of data without saying well what are the economic conditions of well, most young no, no, black no, but, men wait, in America but, but now we're agreeing what's the history? you're missing this now you're missing this I agree that we have been that we we are economically depressed as black Americans. What I'm talking about, what we disagree on is the solution, okay? We well, you agree. don't know what I think the so solution is. So we've been is. economically depressed because we've bought into the myth that government's going to fix our problems. We have disproportionately been voting for Democrats for the last 60 years, okay? So all of our problems are because black Americans disproportionately uh, take, take welfare programs. We disproportionately... So we might not disagree on the well, solution. Well, uh, well, I, well... We're, I guess we're I'm not, not disagreeing. Hey, let's all vote in this Democrat. moment, that's right. So I guess in this moment, we're not disagreeing. You're saying that I'm I'm ignoring the fact that they've been economically depressed, and that economical depression then leads to higher crime rates. I agree with all of that. Okay, what we disagree on, or perhaps what people disagree with me on a lot, are the solutions for it. 
Okay, and I point out the fact of how we got What's your here. Solution? If you don't understand how we got here in terms of buying into the idea that the government was going to fix everything, because right, right. you think it's all this victim mentality stuff. It is, stuff it is, and they've been able to sell. The easiest person to sell socialism to is a wealthy person. Go to Hollywood. They're they're like the number one socialist because they feel that's guilty not about real socialism. It's true. No, no, but it, it's because they feel guilty that's, about their wealth. I, you you are the perfect stereotype of somebody that I could get to grow government with. Russell, look at these poor people. <laughs> look at how well you live. Look at this podcast studio. Don't you feel bad as a white, straight male that all this is going on? Oh, of course, yes. What should I do? Use your platform <laughs> to tell people that this is wrong and that you you become the voice that actually allows people to grow government. And what it does grow is it decreases, hey, listen, decreases you, opportunities for black Americans. I want opportunities, not handouts. You're an argument with me that's your normal argument with normal people. I'm, yeah. You're going to have to... I'm actually just having don't fun. Don't throw that yeah. smile in. <laughs> don't start using that. Let's have some rules in here, Candice. <laughs> Right, you no, got me all fired up. Cause I'm not um like I'm not a liberal. I'm if anything an anarchist. All right, <laughs> <laughs> an anarcho syndicalist. I agree with you. Yeah, decentralized government. But I, where, where I th feel you and I are gonna disagree is on the level of extending compassion, love. You want to give out hugs? Well, what do you mean? How would you? How would you? How would you? Well, no, hold on a minute. You're the guest on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How would you? Give it would out be compassion? some hugs, yes. Tell it would me, be I'll... some hugs. But like, uh, but I also want to ask you, uh, like, when you what is your solution? If we both agree that mm -hmm. the that sort of uh, centrist left, and you can't call those people communists, you really can't. Like, uh, like, there's so there's the difference between them is Communist. negligible. Between oh wow, <laughs> the, the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats is negligible in terms of like a, a holistic global philosophy to inculcate and spread real meaningful change all right uh, so so what but you as a conservative a believer in conservatism mm -hmm. what is the solution we want limited government we want free markets and and a society where That's people can have we've had that we've no, got no, that now no no you maniac well, first off it is working in america this is why this is the lowest rate ever for black unemployment is right now under Donald Trump, who is allegedly the most racist president if you read The Guardian, right? Like, he's so racist, he's so racist. Well, he sucks at racism because black Americans are doing so much better. There's been a 400% increase in black owned businesses because there's opportunities. He's he's making sure that there are actually opportunities. Do you believe most in my, these sort of figures? One, oh, one, do I believe in them? Yeah, those sort of figures when people, you know when governments go, um, and we found out that the unemployment dropped. Let me tell you something. You know they've just stopped oh, welfare tell you, for let, a load let, of people. Let, let, you know when they go, um, 400% growth in black businesses, you know there'll be some state-sponsored state initiative where you can start your own business. Let me tell you something. Some bullshit thing. No. You know that. No. You can't trust them. No. If you don't... Hey, like, do you know what? Like, if you, like, uh, don't believe in the Democrat party, how can you believe in the Republican For, party when, when the difference is say, negligible? When have you, anybody ever heard me say vote Republican? I don't know. It's, I actually don't happen. care. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm independent. You, I'm an anarchist. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm independent. Okay, so I, I vote based on the candidate, and the only candidate that I believe in is Donald Trump. And let you me like tell you, him. he's neither Republican or Democrat, which was so interesting to watch you on The View. Let me tell you why. Me, because Russ. I've watched you before. I, I used to watch your YouTube channels before I even was conservative. I used to watch all of your thoughts, and I was like, yeah, this guy's really smart. He's really got it. You understand the problem with the establishment. and But what you didn't realize was that Trump was anti-establishment. Because and you know why? You get fooled by wealth. You think wealth automatically makes you establishment. It doesn't. Obviously, he's not establishment or he wouldn't have the entire mainstream media and two parties that were opposing him. He was the antithesis of all of that. And he came and he slammed all of it and he won. So I'm a Trump supporter. 
and people call that Trumplicans, like, you know, the, a, a portion of the Republican Party because he had to run on either one ticket or the other. He ran as a Republican. But Trump is by no means. He calls it the swamp for a reason. And do, you, do you think that the, truly that the establishment is opposed to Trump? I know, like that, <laughs> that media noise and static and shash. I, I, I agree with you. I, I read the stuff about him, but he is the president of the United States. And what do you really think he would do for vulnerable ordinary people and do you not think that a uh, certain uh, like that a commercial and capitalist society does create huge hierarchies and pyramids that no. lead most people to be no. not most people uh, a significant percentage of the population to not have access to sufficient resources and create systems that are unfair no that, you don't uh, think it's that. not if, if you're you saying to unfair. me that because some person is less driven than me i was able to accomplish more and i was rewarded for it that's unfair no that's not unfair as long as we are provided the same opportunities which in america our system is if you work hard and you're willing to work hard you will be rewarded now i don't agree it, with it, that it, system because some people do and by the way capitalism is the, the only place. proven economic model that lifts people out of poverty socialism does it it's killed 100 million people Listen in the last you, 100 you years you can't start talking about capitalism like that after they, they bailed out capitalism like just 10 years ago capitalism had the biggest lump of communism mm. in history like it just was completely state sponsored the whole thing's artificially inflated okay. that system what, what, surviving by the merits that it espouses survival of the about, fittest you're talking would be about long you're, okay first dead. off if we're talking long about dead. we're it going died to, in 2008 if we're talking about corruption and bail i don't think they should have been bailed out so I, do I? yeah so i I, I agree with you yeah yeah 100% agree with you that's exactly right because that's not true capitalism that that wasn't true capitalism so what should have happened there they should have let them go under they i believe the, mar under. the markets then, what, the markets always fix themselves so everybody in the like all of the people that paid for that bailout out it's, of their it's, taxes it's crap. that had their houses reclaimed that had their houses foreclosed you won't get their right to be you, angry you won't get an argument from me do you think that Donald Trump's gonna address that do you no, think Donald they, Trump's he, gonna say right we're going to Goldman Sachs we're shutting down <laughs> banks we're, we're no. giving these people their he houses wasn't the back unfortunately he wasn't the president of the United States yeah, but he is now time. and no. do you think and, and he's not think, no he's not going to he didn't run on that He, he but he, what he is going to do is make sure his philosophy is basically in alignment cr with crony capitalism is what we're talking about and that's something that I'm fully against you know so um, but I'm talking about just as an economic model. Capitalism is the only proven model that lifts people out of poverty, which is why I I'm agree a, with that. Right. And, but that we're talking wrong. about when the that's banks wrong. all, you know, collude, lift that's terrible. Capitalism is terrible. Like capitalism doesn't do that. Yes, it does. That's why. That, why do you think America is America? What made America America? What, you, what are you talking about when you say America? Do you think there is one thing called America underneath a flag? Like we're like, oh, yippee, IA, this is America. Yes. There's the, the America of poor people. United, There's the America of rich people. There's all sorts of America. America. And There's it, all sorts of experience of America. In America, it is proven that if you make good choices, if you stay out of trouble, if you don't have children out of wedlock and you have a job, you will... All right, there's like moral codes. Yeah, there is, that's it. And, and you'll be successful, that's it. That's all you have to do. But in the interim, you're in a part of a school system that sells you a thousand ways that you're being victimized and people, as opposed to going to work, are wearing pussy hats and protesting a fair and free election. I do agree there's aspects of uh, the education system that are hugely disempowering. It's propaganda. Fair enough. Like disempowering to ordinary people. I think we do disagree on uh, some of the solutions. Now, see, uh, imagine this uh, like you when you were like 14, you've got the anorexia and you don't, you, you can't get therapeutic help because you're too bloody clever. What do we do <laughs> in the instance of a, uh, a, a young woman or a girl that's suffering from anorexia and doesn't have your drive? What happens in this situation? This is a person, wouldn't you agree, that requires help, compassion, love, support. And who do you propose should provide that? Hopefully her parents. 
What if her parents? What, what do you think the government's gonna just like create programs for anorexics to go to places? I mean, if if, if an anorexic seeks help, you know, it seeks therapeutical help, then they have to go. Why would to that a therapist. be so bad if the government did? That's ridiculous. That's uh, to me, it's ridiculous. <laughs> why, I, it's though, why? so it's so ridiculous. The, the idea but, but just hold on like, a minute. It just spends like, trillions on bailing out banks. Why can't we bail out some anorexics? Question. Do you? Do you if we're not bailing out anorexics. It's like we bailed out the banks. The government is not God. They are not the solution to all your problems. Families, the community, your friends, things of that nature. People forgot about that whole thing that happened, right? Where like, where is the girl going to go? Does she have parents? Is there anyone you can go to before you start worshiping the government to fix it? (gasps) What am I going to do? I don't have any money in my account. Is there a government program that will fix it? What am I going to do? I have anorexia. Is there a (laughs) government? This is what's wrong with the world. People don't remember life before government was big. What I'm astonished by is your belief that the government is this sort of friendly, benevolent, That's your belief. You're the one that wants them to grow it. No, I don't believe in that. You're the one that thinks I believe that it's a draconian machine empowering people, conditioning people. And yet you want to grow it. You think there should be an anorexia department and then they'll walk around with their binders and they'll do inspections on the anorexics. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) you do. You're not ideologically No, I don't agree with that. I don't. That's not what I think. I don't. Can we abolish to... the anorexic programs for government? We just created. No, strike it from the list. We're taking. Strike it from the list. Your taxes are going up considerably <laughs> for my cuddly, cozy anorexia program, <laughs> and we need a further ten percent for little pudding and pie drug addicts <laughs> that are so down in the dumps that all they can do is yeah, take I mean, heroin all day community. long. Community. This used to be a thing. Communities used to get Look, together in cities and towns. I agree, but do you not think this individualistic culture is in itself destroying the principles at a spiritual, human level of community? Do you not think when people see this economic inequality, this disparity, I'm not talking about hating your little rich friend Lola Bell or whoever it was you went round to see her nanny and were infuriated by but thought, oh, well, maybe one day I'll have my own nanny. Do you not think that economic inequality creates in a human being a sense of injustice, of unfairness? Because people, do you know what, Candice, 90% of people that are rich, do you know why they're rich? They was born rich. Okay, I can tell you something. I think that economic disparity creates that <laughs> feeling, but a, a fundamental understanding in economics can do help you, you know conquer that? That, that. that the most people that are rich are born rich. It's not like there's a tiny minority of people that are like you that come from a poor background and manage to overcome it. And this is what's a, pro- a problem I've noticed with a lot of great people people is they sort of believe that their greatness is something that can be replicated and i don't think it it can, can. i see so i believe in the individual you don't that's I our fundamental differences but the primary goal of the individual should be to serve the community i i i do not believe that the primary goal of what an do you think the primary I, I goal think that once an individual feels that they the have individual. served so you're you just you're discounting the human spirit i'm the not hum- discounting yes, it, it i'm saying that's all let there is you, let me ask you a qu- no there's not in, in, in a humanity, think of animals in the wild. You don't even have to go to humanity. We can just think about animals in the wild. What is our human instinct, okay? Are you going to make sure that everyone on this block is fed before you feed yourself? Do you go around and say, hey, have you had breakfast this morning? Listen. Hey, have you had breakfast this morning? Hey, have you, or are you going to make sure you're eating? If you have, and if you have an excess, of course you're going to do the human the human condition and our incentives are going to be to want to help are people. Are you mental? Excess. The richest 15 people on the planet have got as much accumulative wealth as the poorest 5 billion. But you're That's talking, an excess. Uh, no, 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 That's no. That's no. an excess. Okay, okay, excuse me. First and foremost, you're talking about literally... Point zero 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 one percent of the world is what Let's you're talking get about. Okay, Let's but get and, 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 and what are and what are they preaching? What do they want? 
socialism so that nobody else has the opportunity to become what they've become. They're the ones that are they pushing forward. Appreciate forth. socialism. So, yes, That's not they real are. socialism. Well, are you kidding? George Soros doesn't want socialist policies. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, doesn't want socialist policies. They oh. want to make sure that no one else has the opportunity Look, to get to where they got. We need to discuss our language, me and you, because what we do. Here's what my socialism looks like. Take Jeff Bezos's wealth from him, except for a reasonable stipend for him to live on. Something like, you know, he can have 10 million a year or something. Tax Amazon to the ground. So that so so <laughs> the rich people pay for 85 percent of all of the taxes. You think they should pay for even more? Do you think that that's that's, that's fact that true? that's fact? Yes. Don't look at the, me. With the, her, I'm that's telling fact you, that's a fact. Face. The top 10 percent pay for 85% of all the taxes. When people say they're going to raise their taxes more, I'm just like, how much more? Should we just say, just pay for all the taxes? I say, I say this, that there is no, when you, you're about to use a, an example from the natural world. And then I'm you, talking about you America, by the way. It, I forgot you? that I'm in. No, I was going to say uh, the instinct when you're in, when you're in the natural world is that you feed your family first. You're not, the, the idea that socialism tries to create the, goes against We are no longer human. in the natural world, are we? We're, we're in a world of sort of accumulation and excess. And I don't think it's even working. I wonder about sort of, you know, look, I'm, I want, because you could say, where do you draw the line? Because I'm, look, look at me, I've got money now. I'm not poor anymore. And I'm not going, right, I'll just take everything that's, you know, like I, the thing that I do agree with when I see like sort of right wing commentators talk, uh, like they talk about people that are in inverted commas from the left and they go, well, why don't you put some refugees in your house? Why don't you yeah. give up your money? And the reason is because people are selfish. And in all of us, there is a kind of battle between like some of my impulses, Candice, are I just want to I just want pleasure and fun and I don't care about anything except myself. That's in me. Mm -hmm. That's in me and it's strong. But I personally think I don't feel good when I live that way. There are consequences for me and there are consequences for other others. So I kind of want to live within systems that um, encourage collective and communal values. Thief, that instead theft. of We're talking about theft. No, we're not talking about Demanding theft. Demanding that people give up their stuff is theft. But it sounds pretty when you say listen encourage, you. incentives. No, when the government comes and demands not, that I give bring, to someone no, else, I, listen, that's you, theft. You keep translating what I'm saying. I'm helping into, you. No, you're not helping me. You're, <laughs> He's you're talking about theft. You're translating what I'm saying into rhetoric that you can argue with. Creating straw men of my words as we go it's so you can kick man. them that over. That is theft. No, that, that, that's... I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm not saying I'm not espousing the values of big government. I'm not saying that there's any political party that currently exists that in any way represents my views. I'm just asking if in politics, both personally and collectively, there's room for a little more compassion and love. And whilst I agree with your uh, that the uh, that there is something easy to fetishize about mm. individual achievements in your own case or wherever we see greatness, we can't take that example of the ability of the individual to overcome adversity to condemn people that haven't been able to like where is there a role then for compassion and kindness i'm not saying this not a big politics. government and take away not all in your... politics so my thing is that the, the conversation could be should be completely separate uh, americans give 500 billion in charity every single year Okay, it has been proven that when you lower the tax rate, when you when you government stays out of our paycheck, we actually give more that we're inclined to. If you have more money and, and you're able to do it, of course, you want to give and you want to help when the government is saying we're going to tax your business. If you're successful, you're going to get taxed more. You know, what is the incentive for you to want to jump and build a business if you know that you're going to be penalized for it? You're going to be penalized for success. That's why we believe in limited government. When I say we obviously I work for an organization, Turning Point USA. Oh, yeah. What's that all about? It's it's, a, a, you know, winning 
turning point. Turning point well, USA. We made a We're launching it in, in the UK, TP UK. That's what this whole trip is about. It sounds uh, You're good older too. in a minute. You're la- launching turning point. And like turning point is what? What do we, you want us to turn to? It, we, uh, it's conservative principles taught in the school system because the kids are learning this lolly dolly, merry-go-round, the world's going to be purple and, and we're all going to have lollipops in the school systems. And then possibly from your podcast. I guess I haven't watched <laughs> enough episodes. Um, the, it's just not. It's 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 the truest, the, the economic model of, of letting people find success because they're willing to work hard. If you don't want to work hard, you shouldn't be rewarded. I don't believe in that. I don't believe, well, what about the person who doesn't have your drive? Why should economic systems govern the way that we live our lives? Why well, is there not room for people to be different? Why is it that a person's you value and worth should be distilled into That's called the natural market. Units. You can't make that go away. It's not called the natural Yes, it is. Market. You can't make that go away no matter what in any tell me in the history of the world where there hasn't been some give and some take you can't you cannot you can't make that go away there's no magic wand that you can wave that's going to make human incentives and what happens in humanity go away doesn't matter how rich or how poor society is there's going to be give there's going to be take people are going to create natural markets hey i have three apples i'll give you two apples if you give me this i mean that it just happens this is the way the world works yeah i appreciate that that we have certain natural impulses to trade and to cooperate. I suppose where you and I are arguing vociferously and passionately, (laughs) Candice, is on the front of... uh, Firstly, I disagree with you that there are no social and economic factors uh, that contribute, for example, to the phenomena of uh, poverty and persecution of African-Americans or people of... Like in this country, I think the experience of being a Muslim is probably difficult because of the way Islam is reported about. You know, that doesn't mean that, you know, like I don't see that there's this thing called terrorism, but that in itself is somewhat underwritten by the colonial project. It's like you sort of deny that history has happened. No, I'm not denying that it's happened. I'm just denying that, I'm, that I live in history. I don't live in history. I didn't no, go through slavery. we live in the present. That's a very important yeah, I mean, then this, is, this is what people harp on. Then this is why they want you to focus on this when you're in school. Look at what happened. That's why you're oppressed. No, it's not. Black people were actually outpacing white Americans in the 1950s under Jim Crow in terms of economic growth until we implemented the welfare programs. We were outpacing them. We, there were businesses because our families were together. There was the, the divorce rates isn't what it was. People were married. Our families were together. We had jobs. We were starting businesses. My grandfather did better than my father did. Okay, my grandfather grew up in a segregated South. How did he do that? Because there, there wasn't all of this crazy nonsense. He never took welfare. There wasn't all this government regulation. He started his own business. And that is how you create a successful individual. My grandfather never, ever once considered himself to be a victim. He doesn't. He doesn't, I don't think he doesn't you play can the take victim these game. Anecdotal examples of individual no, I'm not. excess. I'm not, but I'm telling and you that. Turn this... it into a system of government. I don't think you can realistically argue that the removal of welfare will make people go, mm, I'm going to become a go getter now. Because I think there are. But people... you can argue same... because it's not anecdotal it's it's a fact the you same can't argue it black people were doing better under jim crow economically than we're doing today how is that possible explain it to me i want to learn i think the same way that you're saying that people have a, an automatic impulse to trade i think we also have an automatic impulse to help one another yes and i think that what maybe has happened over the last i don't know 100 years perhaps it's part of you know it's sort of a post-colonial thing is that there's been such disparity such bifurcation of worlds that there's like that an impulse class that are forgotten and I, I would say deeply underserved for me I'm not qualified to talk on the issue of race but for, for me intuitively a lot of what you say is God I know that some like black people are really offended by it and hurt by it and feel that it's a denial of why aren't their you qualified experience. to talk about race 
uh, because I've had no personal experience of being a black person. I've never, no one's ever used the N word. Doesn't, doesn't mean you can't, me. you're not qualified to talk about race. Yeah, no, I'd talk about anything, as yeah. a matter of fact. I mean, 90% of the things I say, I'm just making up as I go along. I'm right. sure that comes across. <laughs> like, but like, um, but my fact is, uh, my fact is, is the same way that I don't know about the, what the female experience is. This is what I know what it's like to be. I do, I do know what it's like to feel oppressed. I do know what it's like to feel not heard. I do know what it's like to feel vulnerable. And I do feel that, uh, that as a person that can be quite rapacious, quite greedy, quite individualistic that when I live within systems that encourage those aspects of my nature by saying look you make your own luck in life if you're willing to work hard you can become anything no matter where you're from in a sense my life journey has been that I right. come from an ordinary working class family in Essex single parent family and now whoop de doo I'm rich but that has not left me thinking yeah fuck you everyone else but it's not it's like, you. It's like it's so I want to I want to drive I want to drive this point home because it's it, it is you used to be more in on the Hollywood scene in L.A. This is why when these leftist politicians uh, want to sell these ideas that are essentially just going to do to make sure that nobody has an opportunity but everybody's married to the government they turn to Hollywood because it's so easy to make you guys feel guilty. I'm not them guys anymore. But it's so easy to make people like you. You could still say that you're you're in the the sphere of influencers, Hollywood influencers. You started your career um, as an actor, right? I mean, so you could still say it's so easy to make them feel guilty because most of them aren't really politically savvy they can't have even the discussion that we're having we have no idea what's going on but they know that they feel so guilty about being wealthy that i can come to you and i can Why say do you to you people feel guilty about being wealthy because people make them feel guilty about being wealthy and they don't understand economics they don't realize that they provide jobs okay when kim kardashian became kim kardashian oh should she feel guilty about that how many people are now employed because of the kardashian empire Look. How many people are employed because of Twitter? You know, because Jack Dorsey created Twitter. And, and, and they feel guilty about it. Why do you feel... You provide you opportunities think, for people Candace, to get jobs. I think as human beings, we should aspire to greater goals than simply fulfilling a predetermined economic role. But I, uh, worshipping uh, continually at the altar of finance. We must do better. Am I, you we think I worship finance? Better, we must look for a better solution. I don't know if you do. You believe in God, right? And yeah. what is a belief in God if it's not essentially the belief that underneath hatred is love and underneath the individual is oneness? and that what we do to one another we do to ourselves and vice versa that we need to create systems that are reflective of our benevolence of our kindness that's a dis well, we don't on, need to what create is your belief in God? if you want to be good and you want to be benevolent you can exercise that in your personal lives you and I are discussing politics what you've done is that you've blended in your mind that politics and goodness and oneness all should go together hell no okay there is no such thing as a good government that's why we want it limited the idea that government is not going to become corrupt when you exercise these no. these these practices of goodness and that's what they do they sell to the public Listen, we're going to be good for you and we're going to extract all want, of your dollars and everyone is going to be equal equally I think poor that's an incredibly naive thing to say and i'm startled that you've said it the, the reason that they <laughs> want government to be impeded is because it's easier to make money when there's huge deregulation that's why there was the 2008 crash because the previous 20 years there'd been loads and loads of deregulation under the Clintons you know like for me you know they all they all end up in the same basket right <laughs> all of them so you're admitting that government is corrupt and yet you think that government is a solution to solve corrupt I'm government I'm talking about different I'm not talking about it's lovely are. to talk to you because I actually think that you know because we are <laughs> seemingly from so far apart there we have an 
an, an odd unity in that we both agree that government as it currently exists is, uh, what do I want to say, unacceptable, ineffective, Correct. negative, malevolent. And, no but problem there. you think there. the solution Completely is agree. a different kind of government. But, and you think the, the, the solution is to give yet more power to the already powerful. I think that government only functions as administrators no, to the individual. for g- g- to the transnational corporation. To the individual. No, 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 I never said give more give What more is government. the individual? Where's the individual? Me. More power to the individual. Well, I, don't wanna give up, I don't want to give up all of my rights uh, to a you? government that's arbitrary that's going to tell me how to live to tell me what to say I don't think anyone's going to take away your rights how could they I but what know. but what I'm I'll interested in what I'm interested in I don't think you need to call anybody you're enough as you are what I'm interested in is uh, what I believe is that government are the sort of bureaucratic arm of corporations transnational corporations and I think like you know look at sort of any government that tried to impose serious restrictions on the way that Amazon trade and the way that Amazon are taxed would suffer we can't do that in this country. Like when you know, when there's talk of a sort of a more left-wing government getting into power, the city flexes its muscles. Everyone starts to brick it. I mean, as like you know, shit themselves, right. get sort of terrified. Right. So you know, for me, cent- like centralized, bipartisan, uh, democratic governments as they currently exist are meaningless and ineffectual. I completely agree with you there. But the, but my concern is is that we need to find new ways of curbing the power of big business. I'm not talking about some lovely bloody florist making their way in life for people that are entrepreneurial oh, well, but and I agree with you but I'm we have laws for that that is that is limited government they're not working but, no, but, but now that's why we like Trump because he's disruptive because he's talking about it we're talking about Google should be broken up it's a monopoly I don't agree Ooh. with monopolies right Google is a monopoly. It's a worldwide monopoly. I, I have said it vocally a thousand times. Google should be broken up. Amazon is prom- problematic. These are things that issues that Trump is tackling. Is and he? that's why the establishment is tackling sure, it. You're not I'm taking 100% advantage of my Hollywood naivety. You know, they got Mark Zuckerberg you know, testifying. These, he's starting to attack this because he understands that what you're talking about is real. The left and the right combined, right? Um, and, and that's why I say I'm not a Republican. I don't want to be associated with the swamp Republicans um, uh, or the leftists who pretend that they're, you know, they care about people, but in reality, of this extracting dollars and power for themselves as they grow government to make sure that just the bureaucrats enrich their pockets. Um, that's what Trump is disrupting. It's hard for people to process that because Trump is wealthy, but that is what he's doing. I mean, if you look at every policy he's made in terms of all the action that he's implemented, that is why there is a war on him, an all-out war in terms of the media. The same is happening in, in other countries. These sort of populist movements are starting to arise, um, and I support them in Italy and, and Brazil. Like we'll Trump is wealthy, friends. like most people who are wealthy, because the vagina that he emerged from belonged to a wealthy person. And then person. he did very well on top of that. So I mean, right. to, to, dis- to discredit well, what he's done though. and what he's built is is. No, I think it's good. You know, he has been bankrupt. He didn't just maintain. Times, that's right. Most people, most people fail before credit. they find success. You really like him. Yeah, no, but most people fail. Why do you this like is, him but, so much? But no, because this is this is what I don't like either. People say because you fail. No, it's, it's about how many times Trump. you get up. I think he's pretty funny. He's hilarious. I mean, the people that can't enjoy Trump, I feel bad for them. He's he's pointedly hilarious. He says things that everybody's thinking, and he's calling out people that have been impossibly corrupt. For him to say lock her up, Hillary should be in prison. Most Americans feel that way. What she did to Haiti alone, what the Clinton Foundation did to Haiti alone, they should all be locked up. And no fans of the Clintons, I'll tell you that now. But or, he had the balls to say it. What politician? Everybody else is, oh, but it's the Clinton, it's the dynasty, it's the Bushes, it's, you know, we can't say these things. Trump just says it. They're all corrupt. So you like that. You like these as sort of a rabble rouser. But the, the thing that I w- would concern me is that I, I feel that our um, social systems will need to look beyond charitable handouts. I wonder, a world where sort of your ideology was realized as I'm starting to understand 
understand it as I listen to you, like the the sort of the individual uh, unimpeded, unimpaired, uh, reaching for Nietzschean glory. You know, <laughs> what happens to people that are not endowed with the uh, facilities to achieve that? Because some, you know, they, we are existing on a spectrum, as you say. Some people just need a bit of help and a bit of love to tell the truth if, if i hadn't been helped to get into a treatment center i don't i'd still be on drugs if i didn't have other people helping me to stay clean one day at a time i think i might relapse i'm held invisibly held by relationships to people that are kind and compassionate to me and if it wasn't for does those relationships away? does if the government shrinks is that your friends just go I'm away not about the government though although you just said that someone's gonna have to break up these monopolies and i don't know who you think is gonna do that goldman sachs <laughs> Who's no, going to break up these? government. That's what this company, uh, our country was founded upon. The, the did I, you just accidentally call the, it a company? company I did. Because did you said you? Goldman Sachs. Did you, you? I did by accident. Sorry, we're keeping that. <laughs> America is the, America it's is the, the best company, company in the ever. world. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, Britain was a, essentially just the sort of a front for the colonizing powers of the East India Tea Company. Right. So and we like, believe in, I believe in limited government. That I believe that government should come because we learned from, you know, uh, the the 19, late late 19th century, early, early 20th century that once if businesses run and they'll eventually create monopolies and that's what we're seeing I think happen with Google and the, the function of the government is to protect us against that so that there's opportunities for the little guy and small businesses to get in and to compete with these bigger companies um, so I, 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 I do you think that can ever work on a global level now with the sort of the, the way that trade operates and with the and with there being such powerful monoliths already in place will those powers ever yield any of their potency what would make google amazon the silicon valley giants the the energy giants the the forces that we know were behind the sort of the recent middle eastern oil wars what will make those companies yield some of their power what would do that what force could oppose that only the people and under what banner do the people unite it's like you try to it feels to me that you're taking away the Hmm, the capacity for human beings to unite under a but I don't agree with divisive policy of you're this gender you're that color I think we are one and we should look for ways to find common connections I've got more probably more in common with you even though there's so much different about us politically right. as we believe in, in that we're both mouthy individuals yeah, yeah that's exactly right and I agree with that and I think that that's important discussion to have but when I in terms of how I use my voice and what I'm talking about I'm in the realm of politics and I don't I think that the problem is is that people want to insert compassion into the political realm too much you but know politics is just management what is politics no, but, but, if it's not about helping human beings gain access to resources no, it's, 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 what I, is it then? I, I really think that the, what is, what should be the function of a politician what, what do you think that you is? You tell me. You're the bloody expert I mean, at tipping supposed point to be, or turning point yeah, or whatever I mean, it's called. Go on. What should it be? Right. Function? I mean, I think it's, it's gotten to the point now that it just becomes about them trying to enrich their own pockets. No, but what should it be? I think it should be they are there to protect the rights of the people that have already been established. You know, they, they, they are, they're supposed to be representing well, their they're constituents. They're doing okay, the people that are all bloody, bloody established. What about the no. people that need help? making sure that their rights are protected, that they're able to create and, and that they have opportunities. And, and the idea that you can, that they'll still have opportunities if you grow government Is there has anything been disproven about socialism so many times. Like? Nothing. Nothing. It's killed 100 million people in the last 100 years. It's, 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 
jarring to me that we have people that are running around saying that it's good again, especially in Europe. I mean, you guys really should understand that socialism doesn't work. I mean, like, really, like, I'm fascism, but we're giving take? that another go right, as really, well. Like, what is it going to take for Europe? Like, like, how many times do we have to get the phone call in America? Hey, don't you dare. They're doing socialism don't you dare. again. Where were you? were late uh, to yeah. the last war. You're causing this uh, one. Because we're like, really, guys? Again? We're doing it again? Like, no, it's different. This is different. Jeremy Corbyn's like a democratic socialist who says a lot of anti-Semitic things. You know, it's like, really, how many times do you guys have to, uh, how, what's it going to take for you guys to learn your lesson? I mean, that's how I feel, at least in America. And I love my Brits. Look, we, we fight, we end the wars together. So that, I mean, that's why we're doing TPUK because it's like, all right, it's getting a little crazy again. We might have to step in and insert some like normal conservative principles again into the dialogue because we've got it. it it's it's gone crazy. The socialist it doesn't it's work. It's gone crazy. There's no there is no meaningful socialism at any level of power yes, it, it, anywhere. It's, it's I mean listen, anywhere. It, What's it cloaked in? What do you Capitalism. mean? What do you mean anywhere? Venezuela. What do you mean there's oh, you no, love there's this, no, don't you? you You're always banging on what about Venezuela. Yeah. There's only about 15 people live there. Don't you dare go. Because they're all about... fleeing to the United States. They're all fleeing to the United States. They've, you know, the Hold average on. citizen has lost yeah, 18 but we're pounds. Not, but over here, you guys are like, but maybe. With all respect to different. Venezuela and the Venezuelan people, I don't think that the social, the experiments with the socialism in inverted commas in Venezuela are having any meaningful impact on the American economy or the global economy or global yeah, or geopolitical power structures. So what I'm interested in Let's is talk about France. why all this, uh, that Macron, yeah. fascist. He's a, he's a total fascist. moron. No, no, he's a <laughs> globalist he's not he's not a fascist he's a globalist okay and 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 all of these people that stood up and said awful things about trump are now realizing that everything that he was saying was essentially right you know and his people think about what's going on in france is fascinating the far left and the far right are together rioting mm. in the streets i love that think about that and, and why because of these things like what was the tipping point uh they were hiking prices to protect the environment again they, they they're going to tell you that they're doing something to protect you but they're just extracting finding fun ways to extract dollars now there's no jobs and people are unemployed everyone's on welfare and government programs and on top of that it's but like, that's what happens macron, in socialism like, see, so, every single so time you see macron as a socialist which is just bizarre to me no, because no, no, no. he's a they, former no, goldman he's sachs he's social <laughs> france has been proliferating a welfare state since the 1970s okay and that's what it is there are people don't work in france they're late and that's what happens in a, in a socialist model. Everyone becomes lazy because well, you're going to say, uh, if you become rich, I'm going to tax you. Then why the hell am I going to work? I don't think Shit, that... we'll all sit back and wait for the government <gasps> to give us handouts. Oh, wait, that can't happen because now there's no one left to tax. Everybody's equally. You guys are right. Socialism does Calm bring equality. Equal down. poverty. Candice. For socialism, if you want equality, they will there give you is, equal poverty. No, like, what, look, I've been a bit glib and a bit silly at several points during this conversation mm. because I find you very charming and interesting to talk to but i must say in all seriousness that you cannot cite any of these countries as examples of socialism or socialism's failures because they because macron is existing comfortably within the framework of the kind of neo neoliberal failings that are bringing about the uh, current mass discontentment that has brought about, you know, Brexit and Trump. And I think that neither Brexit nor Trump will 
address or aid ordinary people one jot. Not that I disagree with people for voting for Brexit or for voting for Trump, because I agree with them that things weren't going well for ordinary people, and I understand their dissatisfaction. But what I, I don't see how the solution to the problems of ordinary people will ever be to give more power to the already powerful. I wouldn't I confront you hugely over the you know government because I don't. I think you and I both do not trust government. I'm right. I'm beginning to work out where people from the left and where the right can uh, collaborate, collude and agree. But obviously, the the main problem for me is that I feel that all politics ultimately has to be an expression of human goodness. And whilst it is ultimately about pragmatism, what is the point in being pragmatic if we are not simultaneously being loving and beautiful? What is our aim? What is the optimum? What are we trying to achieve? Okay. And surely that must be a fair and just world where the brilliant get to thrive and the vulnerable are loved and taken care of, assuming that there are still categories such as the vulnerable and the brilliant. I love everything you said because it sounds totally utopian, but it's just not pragmatic. Well, that's what people say. Right, and, and it is. So here, if, and you know who says that? Conservative you know, people. Right, right. So prove conservative me wrong. People, Show me, get, create a government for me right now. What are you going to do? Oh, all right, love. Let's do oh, it. Just crack Let's do it right now. No, I mean, seriously, because this is how this is how socialism gets sold, because it Where sounds we... good. Uh, hey, and oh, everyone... Not, I don't think that was socialism. But, no, but, but this, I don't think but that, that was is, that is a socialist... No, no, it I'm telling you, that's be... a socialist pitch. That's that's what the, the socialists run around saying. The Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's. I just want a world where, I, you know, everybody, the minimum wage is $30 an hour, and I don't know who's going to pay for it. It doesn't matter. We're not going to talk practically. It's going to feel good. We're going to just tax the rich and we're going to take from this person you can only take from the rich for so much essentially you, what you have to focus on is creating opportunities for every single Candace, person to become rich do you rich. not see systemic inequality and a massive philosophical disjunct in the fact that when there was when all these systems these systems that you say are going to take care of us that are going to create trickle down wealth that when they did ultimately inevitably fail as Karl Marx said they would that when they do fail they are bailed out by the people that's the people I, I, them out. ordinary right. people so why should I ordinary people that, ever trust those systems they shouldn't, again but why do you keep telling us that we should grow government I'm not telling you to grow but, government. But that's you, not what I'm saying. I actually there believe be in decentralization. I do think that we need programs to help people that's that government. need help. No, I don't think it needs... I think we so need where's to reframe that. We're, Let's do it. We're building your government. Community. Okay, but that's, your, community. that's, that's a conservative position. That's a conservative position. We're saying all of these programs... These communities may need some assistance. Right. You, I think you just don't realize that you're a conservative. No, I d listen. You don't I think, you ever I think, say I that to me. I think you're a conservative because you were, you're identifying the same problems and you're agreeing that the solution cannot I don't think be more you government. That but you, you back socialist, are a socialist candidates. Hippie no, <laughs> but you back socialist candidates, which makes no sense. Everything I you say, like it lines up. You know, up. the biggest trouble I got in was saying I don't vote for anyone because I think it's all total bullshit and it ends the power ends up in the hands of the same people anyway. And it was as if I'd kicked a football into really? the prime minister's the Guardian get greenhouse. You? Yeah, right. the government. <laughs> The Guardian weren't happy. Such they, a joke. As a matter of fact, the Guardian were probably the worst. Yeah, they're, like, they're, you know, that's they're where, a joke. Like, that sort of changed my they're perspective. They're just propaganda. Yeah, they're just literally propaganda. But I think that, they, but why? I, I would say that the differences between some of these things that we're arguing about, the distinctions are negligible. I think that what's required is a kind of radicalism, radical change. But what makes me nervous about um, some of the stuff you say, Candice, is it's kind of 
lack of empathy. I can't help but see that teenage girl with anorexia not being treated with love and care and but, nurture, uh, which not, is what I you deserve. I don't turn to my government for that. You get, what, what, I'm not saying is, turn to your government. I'm saying create societies that, that, that make it more likely that people feel loving and compassionate. But I don't think that's the role of the government. I think that's the role of the family. So if we were, if this discussion family, was not about politics and we started talking about families and raising kids, but I would suddenly Candace, become so compassionate. In post-industrial, post-technological, capitalist societies, the family is no longer an all-powerful unit. There is already such massive inequality. I'm not, I'm not uh, clever enough to argue with you about whether or not big government, or, you know, or centralisation is as problematic as you say. But what I do know is unimpeded uh, capitalist power is the biggest contributor but, to the problems but, we have in the world. Okay, actually, now. no. Uh, so, socialism has, has killed... Uh, how many, it's not capitalism that killed 100 million people in the last 100 match. years. Okay? We don't know, because Q, it's, harder Q, to, Q, to, it, it's harder to curate that information. We don't know how many people are killed in the various colonial wars that America's been engaged with ever since the Second World War. All of those economic well, you could wars, say a all component those ideological of that, wars. Well, you could say a component of that is because, and, and, and I will agree with you here, the idea that you're going to go and you don't have natural resources because, I don't know, environment, environmental friendly kids don't want you to do fracking or whatever it is and then you go and you say well here's an oil rich country and we're going to go and we're going to invade and we're going to take things over I, I disagree I disagree with all of that utopianism's so. got to be the aim you can't be seriously saying that, that utopianism the, should be the aim did you yes, just say yes it should be the that's, aim that's, that's, it should be the aim literally like like that's why, where else would be the aim? Um, we're in like, hell? We're, we're, hell on earth? We're in like Willy, we're in Willy Wonka land. It can't happen. Out? It can't happen. Human beings are always going to be human beings. Of, since the Since the biblical times. The, the, no, we're always going to have... Bible, the point of the Bible is that we will transcend. No, no, that man he, will transcend. But we can get beyond our primal desires. Right. Our primal desires that you're trying to turn into systems. Greed, jealousy, conservatism. No, no, no. It's the opposite. I'm saying you have to acknowledge that this exists. This is why it's foolish when people say, give it, up all of your rights to the government. And then what happens? What happened to Venezuela when they gave up all their rights and they sold them this utopian concept that Russell Brand loves and there's going to be flowers in Venezuela and Skittles and we're all going to go to Willy Wonka this every day. Yay! And what happened? Oh, you found out what happens when you give all your money to the government? The government keeps it. That's what they found in Venezuela. Because you know why? Because... The government is governed by human beings, and human beings are greedy so you and are selfish negative. and terrible oh, human oh beings. God, that's not all so they it's, are. They, no, right, it's I not. This, but um, when you give them I've, all of your money, you're going to see what happens, and so that is what happens happen, time What's going to happen to these again untrammeled individuals, Candice? These untrammeled individuals that have got no regulation, well, they're going to be different from the Venezuelan government? Limited government, where they, when their incentives are not to go line their own pockets in government, and they know that they have term limits, and that they literally are there to serve the people, okay? Very interested. Then allows madam. them to do their damn job and look at these companies and say is this now a monopoly yes it is break up google well that we agree on that as well as long as it still works because i do need it i do i have to mostly for my own name then. now yeah. like candace <laughs> Um, I just need a search engine called the Russell Brand search engine. That'll be enough for me. I don't even need Google, right? <laughs> as long as I have that, you can break up that monopoly. Yeah, Candice, there's another thing I'm going to ask you. That thing you just said, mate, about like uh, human beings are greedy and cruel and components of humanity. Yeah, well, you said that. That's you. That for me, when you said that, I thought that was very telling. I feel that that is ultimately what you believe. I think no, you it's think what I believe. Human beings are ugly. No, I don't. I do think that. Well, first off, but what do you think? They for, are first off, human beings. Do you? I'll ask you a question. Do you think we're we're more good or more evil? Good. I think um, human beings are beautiful. Okay, so you, you think we're born pure and good and and wonderful? No, you have well, a small child. As, right? Listen, right? listen. As Saltzenitsyn said, you have to teach human beings good. 
Listen, you know, the culture is definitely a factor, but this is my point. You've asked me a question. Please allow me to answer Yes, sir. Solzhenitsyn says the line between good and evil runs not through nations, religions, or creeds, but through every human heart. Because I, I know that there is darkness in me. Right. I know there is selfishness and greed and, and like libido, life force, not necessarily a bad thing, but lust, for example. I know all these things exist in me. So I need to exist within communities and systems that acknowledge that I am flawed and that I can fail, but encourage the better parts of my nature. For me, that is not a kind of venal, economically driven system that rewards a kind of the pursuit of excess. We can, I don't think we can ever be fulfilled by commodity. I don't think we can ever be fulfilled through acquisition. I think that our goals ha must become spiritual. But I agree with that. I'm not in favour of creating banal, Stalinist fa massacre factories, but I also resent and reject the illusion of a commercial capitalist state where people are being underserved spiritually. People are neglected and cut off and people are, oh, do you know we're richer than we've ever been? And statistically, things are yippee-i-a. Well, I live in this world and I feel a lot of dissatisfaction, a lot of pain. I've been rich, I've been poor, I've been in both of those worlds and I sense that there is a, a something spiritual that is not being served, that is being neglected and I feel a huge part of that is living in a world where the, the supreme ideals are economically driven, where there is a huge unfairness, where we are ignoring the problems of the earth. And to hear you talk about uh, uh, sort of fracking and like, you know, like simply because it is another way of serving conservative or capitalist goals, that concerns me. Well, no, I brought it up because you brought up the Middle East and, and, and the conquests that were going over there because people wanted their resources. Because conservatism so, used to be about conserve the planet. Right. First uh, and foremost, well, I, we've I got don't, to live on I, it. I don't think that they're not in America. We're conserving yeah, the founding it principles. Here. It means it here. We used to be uh, sort of like about conserving. We've got yeah. to look after the I land. I think you guys care a little more about the environment here than in America. We have the, like, obviously the environmentalists, but I think probably stronger here, I've noticed. I'm not saying I, there's one way, you know, one is wrong one is right i'm just making a note here but how could but we what, we have disconnected what, ourselves what, but what from you're the land talking about is that you think that all that exists is politics take a yoga class you want some spiritual balance after you go to work you go take a yoga class you have the money to do that um to go you sit and do kumbaya and do all of that stuff i like it all Don't be family so cynical, it's not you. cynical that is family cynical. i like it do kumbaya i do and bikram yoga, yoga. I love yoga. I love spiritualism. I told you, I originally found you because you were talking about spiritualism. I was like on YouTube and I, I remember it just being very green. I don't know what show it was. I've never seen that show before. But you were talking about spiritual fulfillment and I agree with you on all of those things. Where we disagree is that you don't seem to think that both of those can live at the same time. Like if capitalism exists and spiritualism dies. No, it doesn't. You can be spiritual and you can like capitalism. You like it. A capitalist says, I like, I like spiritualism so much. I'm going to open a yoga studio. No, that is t turning everything into a commodity. No, seeing that I the ultimate end of everything is to turn, and, and I'm guilty of this. As soon as I, like, do you know, I'm the kind of person, I make up a beautiful song for my daughter, and I think, my God, I should write a children's book about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have that instinct. I am an entrepreneurial person. I am an individualist, but I feel that these impulses in me can be better utilized if they are in the service of others. So then share it. That's what I do. I get spiritual fulfillment when, when, when black kids from the ghettos and, and the hood write to me and say thank you so much finding your perspective has transformed my life 
right? And and they say th- because I just put out something that I genuinely believe in, and it's backed in my heart, and it's backed in my spirit. Now, what fulfills you might be something different, but you determining that what people should like and what should drive, you know, what, what fulfills them or what should be compassionate. That's that. Those are words that are subjective. They're not objective. Spiritualism yeah, that, but- is subjective. I think that's true. And I think I can understand why uh, young black children would be inspired by a powerful woman like you who communicates brilliantly and is so strong and successful. But I would imagine it may be disheartening to hear you uh, disavow the impact of social, historical and cultural influences on the plight of individuals and individual families. To extract that, I think is cruel but i don't because, i talk about it all the time in doing it you're condemning people in saying that the individual is uh, in charge of their own destiny you are you are the shadow of that is people that are Personal not successful are to blame yeah, for their lack I, of their I, own no, success I, I, I truly believe if, if people wake up and they understand that they're in control of their own destiny that they can they will be in control of their i own think destiny. that that is a good now, point the, the, i think that's a good point but yeah. i do also agree that there is the obligation of all of us to care for, protect, reach out to one another. And I feel like I'm concerned by that. (laughs) I'm concerned that you feel that because it's for me, where is the love? What what do you mean? There's there's love in my personal life. I don't feel bad for people that are lazy and looking for excuses. So if that sounds, if that feels cold hearted to you. I think it does. It sounds terribly cold hearted. It's very cold hearted. Let's get to the core of it. Most people are lazy. Okay. I'm lazy. Yeah, there you go. Rather, I find it hard to get out. Get success, and then you know what? When you get to a certain age and you realize you've accomplished nothing, I'd rather then just all have of a sudden some heroin and you just beca- masturbate. That, I really would. I mean, but most people are lazy. It's true. <laughs> I'd rather be in bed sleeping sometimes when I get up and I do stuff because I realize I have to be yeah, a functioning human being. But you're here, different. But here's the thing. You ask, telling me that I have to exercise compassion and understand that people are lazy because they woke up one day and they're 27 and they realize they've accomplished nothing so they turn to videos that tell them that it's not their fault, it's somebody else's. It's the white man, it's the rich man, it's the tall man, it's the short man, right? I don't care about any of that. I am telling you that personal responsibility is really the key to unlocking life. You cannot deny... Right. Yes, I don't other look, catastrophic I don't, things that happen and do you exercise compassion in those moments? Are, that's why I give to charity, right? That's not going to be enough because that... What that, do you want me to do? Take in the lazy people in my home? <laughs> I've already got a cat. <laughs> She's pretty fucking lazy. Oh, fucking hell, woman. <laughs> <sighs> because what I'm saying is... this: What am I saying to you? <laughs> what am I saying to you? What are you saying to me? Socialism I'm saying sucks. to you that you are misusing your power, that you should be using your power to bring other people up. And That's I what feel, I'm doing. And I feel that to deny that there, that there is economic disparity, that racial inequality is part of the story, that historically there has been a component of the male oppression of the female. I don't... I agree with that. No. I, I agree that the world can but you're change, talking about and I agree with the history. power of the individual. We agree with we're agreeing everything that you just said. I don't deny. I acknowledge that there's economic disparity because I tell them every day the reasons why is why I teach them. There's economic disparity. Don't be so foolish to believe it's because your skin is black. It's because we are disproportionately taking handouts from the government. We are disproportionately married to the government and we have bought into our own victim mentality. Okay? Because we're taking advice from fucking LeBron James about politics and voting in people that want to do harm to the black community. Plain and simple. Most black people don't even know their own history. You sit down and and you have black people that are advocating for Planned Parenthood and nobody's talking about the quiet black genocide that's taking place in America right now because 
our birth rate has completely stagnated and we're the only ones. 61% of all new births are Latino. So when the Democrats say open borders, open borders, what they're really saying is votes, votes, because the black people are not going to be able to stay in our party much longer. So let them know that Planned Parenthood was created by an avowed racist, Margaret Sanger, who said that her purpose was to exterminate the black race. She said black people should be exterminated like weeds. Most black people don't know that. And yet they go out and they say conservatives are, are crazy because they want to defund Planned Parenthood. I want defunded because the black the, the black birth rate has, has stagnated. Okay? So I'm actually all about black and power which is why when people actually find me long form and listen to what I say, it clicks and they say, oh my God. And then they research Margaret Sanger and then they research the, the black birth rate and they realize that we have literally, we are paying politicians taking the, to tear apart our families and to make sure that we don't have a place in America. I look, I agree with some of the things that you are saying, but what I don't understand is how this information can neatly absolve or resolve itself at the point of and that's why donald trump's a good thing uh, that's so like easy a crazy so conclusion easy. so easy it's so easy that's how i got into this is because because donald trump was a thing donald trump has done more for, for the black community than than certainly any other predecessor democrat presidents had done before him you know you have bill clinton who was hailed as a black presidential hero the first black president is what they called bill clinton he also locked up more black men than any president in the history of the united states that's a fact he put in place the three strikes laws that's a fact um and then you have lbj hailed as a hero in our textbooks he's the one that implemented the welfare state and he called it the nigger bill you know he he, he literally called uh the civil rights act the nigger bill black people don't know that now it's all available on the internet so that all they have to do is hear what i say and they'll do that after they watch this podcast and do research and they go why is why is the education system lying to me why do i think bill clinton's a good person after what he did to haiti and, Candace, and i don't disagree with you i mean like i think more broadly i can see how you you meet a lot of your goals by condemning apparently left centrist politicians who i remember i've already told you i don't see the distinction between left and right within the limited framework of conventional political that's fair dialectic as 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 meaningful yeah go on have some yeah. stuff to eat perhaps 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 the problem is actually that you're hungry <laughs> i think what's essentially happened is a hungry person is coming here and is taking it out on those vulnerable members of society the victims me and the black community and we've had enough we've I'm had it up to here me and that and the black community we're sick of this now you sound like every leftist politician. It's great. I'm I'm empowering for black people. All they have to do is listen. Yeah, to no, but the form. goal of your empowerment it ends in a sort of a rather unpleasant individualistic message that leaves behind that doesn't include the possibility that some people's social history and personal history has left them impaired and unable to compete in a system that prizes certain assets, certain personal attributes above others. No one's like that. We need a culture that can accommodate all people because all people exist and all people do have rights. And if you like, you know, whilst I feel that, you know, I can see the logic in, you know, what you're saying about um, like, you know, the patriarchy stuff and all that. All you need to do is, all we need to do is quickly look at who has the most wealth, who has the most power, who has the most influence. The data is available. Right. Like something like that. You know, when you say, if like a, like 15 people have got as much wealth as the poorest 5 billion people, that's not minor. That's a serious systemic problem. We could solve a great many problems by simply removing and redistributing that wealth but even that's not enough i'm talking about changing systems more broadly where we do agree hugely is on decentralization and the breakup of monopolies but 
What I think is the biggest distinction you and I have is your belief that people are governed by selfish uh, as selfish impulses and my belief that people are ultimately good and that we should create systems and communities and values that encourage our virtue no. rather than usher us subtly towards either nihilism or selfishness and I think that that's what you are doing no that's, that's, that's what you're wrong doing. So and what I I'm think doing you're is better I'm, than that I know I'm preventing people Come from on. falling into your logic because the easiest people to take advantage of are people that believe what you believe because then all they do is to take somebody like George Soros or Jeff Bezos to say this is why they, they want socialism because it says all of you guys are going to stay poor but we're going to sell to you that we're going to fix all of your problems and you're going to give up all of your rights to us and that's what happens that's what happens every single time do you not realise that within a, a, an I'm economic not, system that has limited resources available not every Everyone can become rich anyway. You think there's finite resources? What, on a finite planet? Yes. No, no, but like like once certain amount of people are rich, no yes. nobody else can get rich? Because that's wrong. Hold on a second. Then why, do you not believe, think the that there's a... The world is changing. You don't believe that there's a stagnation and stasis in where wealth is accumulated and where wealth is held? Do you not see that there are dynasties throughout no, here? history? you're buying into the myth that because somebody got rich, somebody else got poor, and that's wrong. Because somebody got rich... Multiple people How got the opportunity. How much inflation do you want? Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, perhaps I might be it's a great wrong. job wiping it's wrong. shit Because off somebody the floor got rich, rich does people. not mean that a bunch of other people got poor. That is a fallacy. It, it, it's, it's not been a fallacy. Hold it on is. a minute. No, let's just pull back. When, when Jack Dorsey of Twitter got rich, all of his employees got poor? No, they became employees of Twitter. Facebook employees... Um, a, a ton of people all around the world because they're Facebook. Now, are they all as rich as Mark Zuckerberg? No, but they were given opportunities to get their foot in the door at a tech company and to put Facebook on their resume. I'm very pro the old capitalism, I notice, Candice, as I listen to you. Big now, secret, I'm Listen, a right? So listen, here's the, uh, there's the world. It is limited. It's only that big. No. There are people on the world. This only a, t a tiny number of people have got most of the wealth and assets. Oh, some of it will trickle down to the others. That's that's the the idea. That idea is not working. No, no, your What's idea is, is people are keeping that wealth and not letting it trickle down, sticking people in prison because there are these brilliantly economic. How do you extract, how do you extract wealth from wealthy people? Take it. See, that's that. That's your problem. <laughs> theft, theft. No competition. Free markets. Building a product that's no, better that's than Facebook. That's what led to this. No, that's no, what's it's led not. To this. It's not. It's not what led to well, it. So what led to this what then? Socialism. To it is what, no, globalism, was... is, and which is something that I, I am staunchly against, and I speak out about all the time. I don't agree with globalism. Globalism is a bunch of elitists finding themselves and saying, "Wait, look at how much power we control. Now we can make sure that we're the only ones that maintain so what do you think it." Should be done about that. We'll that's more we'll regulation. That's more government. No, it's not. It's the function of government to make sure that that doesn't happen. Limited government. That is literally why we, we started putting in place these policies in but America. If the government we because have now capitalism, if it, is if it unable is able to run without a government, we're both literally eating food now. Oh. If like, like all over the microphone, um, if the governments that we currently have are unable to curb or in any way control corporate power, how is less government going to do that more effectively? Well, less government. That's just to fight you on one no, of no, your no, own no, fronts. No, no, no. I'm saying limited government. So. The idea that growing welfare programs and trying to extract wealth from the rich, it's just, it's not going to work. That's not, that doesn't work over time because that, if you want to talk about a finite resource, there's only so much money you can bleed out of rich people. Um, and, and that's not, and, and it never happens that way, by the way. They take money from the rich and they enrich oh themselves. The government gets bigger, the government gets richer, and the people get poorer. That is what the history of the world do has taught us. you just say some things to be annoying? No, because it's true. You do. You I've, know, I've got a list of You know things. Cuba. You, you know all, you know what happened in the Soviet Union. You know what happened in Cuba. You know what's happening in Venezuela. You know that socialism doesn't work, and yet you're, you're, you're teaching or are having... I'm not having, talking about socialism. You're start, but you are. You're just not calling it socialism. 
That's I'm what you're about talking about. New systems. We can't what have. What is some... it? Give. What is the new system? You're either going to grow government or you're going to grow the individual. No, that's not. That's not the only option. Go. Available. Give me. Give me. Give me another option. So confrontational. Yeah. Well, I think decentralized, collectivized communities, a confederacy of principled, cooperating fully autonomous self-governing communities that might require to some degree some ability to tax regulate and control certainly the kind of transnational monoliths that we currently tax the have government i don't know but what that's I'd, the problem but like, listen but hold on a second you can't like get all like uh, no, you amped up to. at me because i ha i'm not able to immediately design a new system but of it's not immediately you've been doing governance. this for a while and when i listen to you <laughs> no it's not immediately this is not the, this is not the first time you've had this conversation you're either you you want to play it both ways so you want to say i believe in the community but the community should tax okay so the community should be a government Wait a second. Let's try and see if we can work it out together. Yeah. All right. Because if it's not good, we just simply won't use this bit of the podcast. No, we're going to use all of it. People need to know we are building a government. Let me think. Right. Just say, right. Say we like take, for example, now we've had Brexit. Britain could be an independent unit. What if I agree that we decentralize government power because it is meaningless and it doesn't serve ordinary people? However, what we need, people do, some people, a lot of people, it seems, do want jobs and do and want to be meaningfully paid for those jobs. Some people that I think are not paid enough money, police, nurses, teachers, none of these people are paid enough for what they do. That's because of the unions. That's because of the government. Oh, yeah, the old unions and the government. It is. It's those true. If, if you allow us to fire, <laughs> fire bad teachers. Why are you bringing negative things in here? You're why right. are you bringing negative energy into <laughs> my it, utopia? But it's true. It's true. The government is, is the reason for that. Now, definitely in this new utopia that we're trying to create, it wouldn't... Your gender, religion, and race would be uh, irrelevant to you. You'd be free to practice whatever... That's foolish. I already don't agree what? with this government. That's insane. Hold on a minute. The government's not done anything yet. No, no, no. No, this is ridiculous. What's ridiculous? Let me ask you a question, actually. A very good question. Come on. Ready? How do you know it's good yet? <laughs> Who else have you asked it? Who else talks to you? No, okay. Listen. Poor old Kanye West. Do you West. believe in the myth of multi... Um, that's a loaded question. Do you believe in multiculturalism? <laughs> do I believe that there are many cultures? That they can just exist, coexist peacefully? I think that there are many cultures. Yes, so you think, do you think that they can exist... I think, look, we're two people in a room right. and it's a problem. So, of course, there's going to be conflict if people have got different belief systems. However, we can't say, oh, right, hold on a minute. So you want total deregulation of bloody capitalists. But when it comes to what people, what book people read when they're praying, oh, suddenly we no, like no, no, government. I don't mind that. Suddenly we like no, regulation. I don't, I, there is no regulation. You, you can be whatever religion you want to be in America. There's well, no regulation on that. But what I'm saying to you is, do you believe that, that mul multiple cultures can ex coexist peacefully? Because that's a, that's, a, that's a huge problem. Well, what do you believe in then? Sectarianism? You know, I believe that the biggest problem facing Europe right now is the, is the mass migration from countries that do not support the culture of Europe. Right, look, shut up. Let's talk about some positive... All right, good. Let's talk about some positive things okay. for change. We're trying to create a utopia over here. In this thing, in this new this new Britain that we're trying to create on my A4 pad, it doesn't matter what your gender is or how you identify. It doesn't matter what colour you are and it doesn't matter what your religion is. You can't, but you cannot impose your will on other people you can't go around saying yeah but you should believe this or you shouldn't believe that you gotta leave people the hell alone right that doesn't work it does a, here a component, a component of sharia Candice. law is that people that are non-believers get killed hold on a second i didn't say we want oh, utopia i didn't I say I'm we sorry. want sharia law right. i'm not bringing in sharia law that's not we're not having that on the island it sounds right. terrifying right, well, who is this sharia <laughs> now 
what we're going to do on the island now is that people can be, you know, they, they're, fully, they're fully autonomous. They can do what they want. Now, I suppose we are going to have to have communities. Now, I think it might be hard for human beings to live in communities that are too big. I think many of the problems that we're experiencing now is it's hard for us to hold the number of relationships. We see too much variety of life. It's confusing for people. I think we need to live in smaller communities. And within these communities, these units, these, let's call them Soviets, people have... People have People have full, uh, full democracy within it. People vote on how they want their resources, as happened in Porto Alegre, Brazil. You vote on, like, say each community is allocated a budget and the members of that community vote for how to spend that budget, okay? Okay. Right, that's good so far. Okay. We do need some municipal resources, i.e. roads. I agree. Who's police officers, firemen. Police, firemen, right. nurses, all of those. Mm-hmm. So that revenue has got to come from somewhere. Absolutely. Private business them. world. Isn't gonna... That's a tax I'm comfortable with because it's for municipalities. And that's the difference between not theft and something that I get to use so if I. I need it. Now, do we, right now, are we going to need some kind of, because people are going to be jealous of this. They're going to want to come and live here with us. We're going to, mm. I don't know, how are we going to control the what population we have here? Right. It's gonna. We're gonna need to know, right? Okay, we can. We with build our resources. Wall. We can sustain. We're not building. Uh, I'm sorry. We're, not, we're an island, thankfully. We're surrounded by a moat already. <laughs> Look. What I'm saying is that there are so many unexplored possibilities and, the, and people on both the left and right, and I've, God knows I've spoke to enough of them now, impede further debate and progressing by ex- insisting that their pre-existing ideology is the only thing that could possibly work. As if history were rich enough and long enough, that blinking of an eye, the expanding of one flower that is humanity were enough to examine all possibilities. Now me, all that stuff you say is woolly, uh, wishy-washy lefty claptrap is mere pragmatism the experience of being human is painful enough without us being cruel to one another we need to live in communities that where people are invested at an administrative and certainly at a democratic level in the way that their resources are spent and the way their communities are run the way their schools are run the way their hospitals are run full democratization that's what I'm arguing for so everything that you just drew is America the founding. No, it bloody well isn't. what's not in here. Stop, stop. Ferguson, the founding. No, 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 no. Stop. The founding principles of America is what you just drew, and that's what conservatives fight for. I'm going to again state that you are a conservative. You just haven't acknowledged it yet. I'm not conservative. You are. You don't realize it. I, I'm just going to say that you're an anarchist and you don't acknowledge it because no. you want to break down all power structures. And you think that people that's should not, not be impeded by government. I want limited government, what you just wrote. Municipalities, that's the function of government. The government should make sure that those programs run efficiently, that 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 we have access to that, that people are paving roads and that sort of a thing. The the, the infrastructure, the other all thing, of that. All right, this is an important thing I think might bust up your conservative thing, that, that our priorities are not commerce. Our priorities are creating and nourishing the communities that we live in, supporting and loving one another. So from take me through each a day. according to take his ability, to each according to their needs. But that's commerce. That is commerce. It's actually so, so communism. It, it's... It's but not. It's it's co- a, let's call it communityism. It's communityism. We make the community the most important thing, and the, what the community has to do is empower the individual and love the individual and acknowledge that we, in our history of colonization and war, we have hurt and damaged one another, and people are carrying trauma and pain from pre- like your anorexia and racial abuse as an adolescent. For me, are prime examples of exactly that, and applaud it to you for the way that you. 
you have alchemized that into individual potency. But I don't think we should be getting off the train too early. Why set the bar so low for humankind? Not only are we not victims, we can be glorious. We are not determined by our lower instincts and the lower aspects of our nature. We can continue to grow, continue to aspire. The thing is, is that when I ask you to draw it out, you're drawing systems that already exist. But you these, haven't created anything new, and so, so, so we can look, but we can systems. look back into the history and see how it worked out. Communism. No, hold on. I'm not drawing things that Mao. Hold on a sec. Mao was hardly decentrist, was he? No, it was no. a so serious centralized power and bureaucracy. I know, but he, he raised that uprising communism. that you're talking about, the proletariat versus the rich people. Yeah, but you need that- you but you you're white riding on the a wave of contemporary populism. And this populism could as Steve Bannon says, could go either way. It could go either way. Either ordinary people go, Yeah, it's really gonna help me to deregulate the already powerful people that are trotting around the globe like ogres or we could through this wave of populism empower community empower ordinary people and we are all ordinary people ultimately in spite of our various individual skills and abilities i think you just don't like the word capitalism i don't like that the goal of the individual should be the but i didn't say it has to be the goal i just said uh, if you want to only work this much and be rewarded this much and you decide that the balance in your life is that you want to instead go and give to the community more that should be allowed but why should you be able to govern how much i give to the community versus how much i give to myself that's wrong that makes you a dictator you decided that you know so well about society Uh, that you're going to tell everybody that they have to donate i didn't say that you but i'm saying the big you like the the, the concepts that you're preaching here because you don't like to name what you're saying right you don't like to when i say social oh i didn't say that yeah you drew you you're basically telling us in this entire podcast that one you believe minute you in say socialism. i'm a communist the next minute you say i'm a conservative you're a little bit of both <laughs> you're a conservative communist it's complicated yeah these are times when the old divides excuse me and the old polarities are starting to dissolve while we feel like people are becoming more and more opposed to each other i think we're becoming closer and closer to rejecting the systems that oppress us not just economically that's a these are the crumbs i'm talking about spiritually preventing people from realizing their potential so i do believe in the power of previously oppressed people but i think to like people, you know, as an individual, I wouldn't like to continue to revel in my misery. All oh, this happened. That's that what went people want to do. People do need to progress. Um, but like to deny like something as God historically scarring. As, I didn't uh, live through as, slavery, so why would I be scarred by that? Well, there is some evidence to suggest that there is a hereditary trauma. I mean, even psychological. Sounds uh, like it was written by is... a leftist professor, probably <laughs> at Cambridge. <laughs> Because, well, the same way that we evolve features, we evolve emotionally. Pain. And something as as recent oh, as that. That is so ridiculous. Everybody then oh, has, that no, everybody oh, feels no, it because everyone has been a slave at some point. There was slavery here too. Yeah, but there was not, slavery I know that. I'm not saying England's great. I know what, so did you feel your slavery pain the other week? I'm from Essex. Should we hold hands? We did not the have. The slavery that up, we both experienced uh, when we that. follow. Oh my gosh. Oh, it feels so good to acknowledge. Candice, for God's sake, finally, the, the people, pain people, that we both feel. People that with the are only getting the audio of this might, <laughs> might be concerned, Candice. Now, listen, uh, Jen, uh, Jenny Mayfin, you've got to get this picture before Candice pulls her elegant hand <laughs> out of We've here. We've all been slaves. It's so sad. No, this this feels good. But why? Why would? You... 
I don't think that people should revel in misery, but you have to acknowledge pain. You have to acknowledge that history has happened. What do you think about reparations? But the pain doesn't exist anymore. What do we think about... I'm against it. You're I'm against, against it because it's, it's, it's but there would be no United Kingdom. Slippery, there would be no United States of America. It's the most slippery slope I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, where do you think it would slip and slide it, off? Are to? you kidding? Equality? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It would. It would go into okay. But before before we were slaves in Africa, we might. Everybody has ha, has it in their past. So mm. how far back do you want to do reparations? Roman mm. Empire? Do you want to go back to that? Do the Italians or everybody reparations? You get what I'm saying? It's the slope is so slippery that you can't just Perhaps decide we look at, well, at we what point do. in society. Yeah, and by the way, the best reparations, the most successful black people in the world. All systems are drawing lines. A system is a line. You're no. currently saying, well, let's not do any reparation. That's no, not, I don't believe let's it. Let's not share any wealth. That's where the lines are currently drawn. So, like, you know, um, for me, people that talk about reparations, they raise an important point by exposing the fact that these excuse me, great countries of ours, the United Kingdom, the United States of America, are entirely founded on stolen spoils. You talk about taxation of the rich being stealing, then what the fuck was slavery? What the fuck was colonialism? Other than stealing on a massive scale. You can't have one without the other, but What Candace. I'm saying is that slavery still exists in Africa today. So for people to pretend that we, we were it was stolen from and like we were kings and queens in Africa is a myth. No, we were slaves. We were sold by our own people. So uh, who are we mad at? The Africans? Are we mad at the Americans? It's a piece of history that happened. It was very unfortunate. It, okay, but it happened. It's it is unfortunate, but it happens everywhere. There were slaves during, and there, it's not that long ago. No, no, but since the beginning of time, there have been slaves. So how do you just decide that one black slaves in America are the ones that deserve reparations? Every the slope is too well, slippery. Well, I suppose it's not slippery. And let me tell you slope. something. It doesn't have to be slippery. I tell you what is slippery. You. No, no. You're what's no, slippery. The challenge what is I'm to ask black is, Americans: you Would you rather be in America today? Do you wish that it never happened? And a single black American that I've met will tell you that they wish they lived in Africa today. Do you want to know why? Because all the opportunities needs are in America. Black Americans today, if we banded together, would be the, the 30, 30, I think number six in terms of the economy in the world. How do you mean band together? Like if we said we're going to create our own little country, black Americans. That'd be good. Yeah, we would be, would be ranked as Should like... Should that happen? Th if they, hey, if, if, with the way that these uh, people are talking, it just might. We have se self-segregation happening in America now, which is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Candice, I want you to be more optimistic. I want you to be more ambitious. I feel like that they're, they're... How old are you, if I may ask? 29. Oh my God. Is that old or young? Talking to you. Young. Is that old or young? Okay. Young. What happened? What happened with? Uh, hold on. Let me do the sort of questions that are easy to make clips out of. I might have to. Do you know things we might have to lift out of this? I think I've called you love twice. That's sexist. That'll have to go. <laughs> See, there we go. Now what we're else living. Have I, what else have I done? I didn't mean to do it. I meant love as in affection towards you. So. No, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why can't you say that? Because uh, some some, some people find it offensive. Do you see why I hate the society we live in? It's a joke. You hate the society. No, I mean the society people uh -huh. are trying trying to create leftists. Only you, only a leftist would pull that out of a clip and say it's wrong. Only a leftist gets mad when a a, a man opens do the door. Do you think they've got any real power though? No. Yeah, yeah, they do because do they? they're they're dressing it up as feminism when in reality they're gaining. But power but power is control over resources do you right. think there's any they just real controlled power? you uh, saying like something to your soros thing of course power? there is when they when they freak out they, they try to to stop brett kavanaugh from being nominated to the supreme court that was radical feminism he never sexually harassed anybody never happened my god i'm sure a different kind of interview would have a field day with you because you the things you say like uh like probably be amazing Fake rape for them. is a thing now so we have Ooh, to acknowledge it crikey. Right now, now listen, young it's a lady. Thing. It's now, well, I'm gonna stop you. Yeah, yeah see, this. This you're is a great scared. I'm not from Jenny. No, you're not scared. That I will say for you, which mm. is a wonderful quality in a human. Where do you think true power lies? Within the individual, within yourself. 
Well, that's not true, is it? Because what individual on this planet is as powerful as Halliburton? Well, what do you? What's your measure of power? Ability to get what you want done. But the, what do, what do you want done? That varies from individual to individual. So the power rests within the individual. But there is a uniform concept of will, and the people whose will is most easily exerted. There is a there is a hierarchy. So I would say, and the most powerful people are people that are generally born into positions where the power was already had already been accumulated and exists. All right. But it's definitely true, though, mm. Candice. And, and we're going to edit this so that your response will be, Russell, you've really changed my mind there. <laughs> what you said was so insightful Russell, and wise. you've really changed my mind. Thank you for giving what us that. What you said <laughs> was so insightful and so wise. I'm so glad to be here. That's the trailer. <laughs> um, Candice, what about this thing here? Um, do you think... This is a good question, Jenny. Jenny wrote this question. Uh, do you think the old Protestant myth that working hard and personal responsibility is deployed to prevent governments and authorities from actually helping? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, the idea is that we don't want governments... We, we, we believe in ourselves on a community level. So that, that's, the, that's the goal, is to realize that the job of a government wasn't supposed to be to... to um, govern every piece of our lives you know the government in many ways is trying to replace God you know people use I do like that idea and I agree with it that statism and post-Westphalian treaty nationalism were simply replaced the notion of a, an omnipotent Higher, deity with right. the state yeah, that, right. that, that, that's definitely true well according to my little brain um, all right now what about this thing here uh, I want to ask about Kanye West because that's a very sort of uh, right. important celebrity type of thing right so uh, what happened there? Uh, which which portion Kanye of West, it? Like he's banging to you, yeah, and then Con- now look, he says, "I've been used." Who yeah, do you mean by? Um, I don't. I first and foremost, I don't. I I know Kanye didn't write those tweets. It's not how he speaks. But um, Kanye realized very soon, and this is the cleanest I could say it because I did make a promise to him that I wouldn't speak about this um, publicly. Right, fair enough. Yeah, but Kanye realized I think very quickly that there's no such thing as, as doing politics halfway. You are either fully in and you risk everything around you, your friends, your family, your your wherever you are in life, your business negotiations, like in the way that Trump did, or you're out of it. And unfortunately, and, and this, I guess, is public, uh, you know, Kim always says that she dis- disagrees with Kanye um, politically. And so for him to cause a tremor in, in his life all around him, he has children, young, you know, young children. Um, that's a risky deal to make. I mean, he also has his big Adidas deal. That's a risky thing to do to go into politics to find a MAGA hat to talk to Trump. And the left controls Hollywood. I mean, that's just what it is. You know that. Um, they all think the same. Every award show, it's not even funny anymore. It's just like, let's talk about Trump for the next two hours. I mean, it's a joke. They've ruined comedy. Um, and I think that Kanye got a, it was receiving a lot of heat and he respectfully needed to step out of the kitchen. I, you know, I, I guess I was his entrance into politics and I was his entrance out. It was, you know, him tweeting me that caused the entire firestorm and it was him tweeting me that was the same way out. But I deeply respect him. So you mean, so you feel, yeah, I, like, so when people get involved in politics, it's it's all consuming. Oh, it's it, 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 every layer of your life. They, they try to find everything you've ever done in your entire life. They try to get people to speak out against you. The amount of fights I've had with my family because reporters call and say things that I never said. Hey, Candace tells me you're this or that. And then your parents obviously think that they're telling the truth and they get all flustered. Mm. Um, and they are. Your granddad is super proud of you, eh? Hey? Yeah, no grandpa loves What's me. What's his name? Uh, Robert. And granddad. you're the apple of his eye. Yeah, well, I'm his child. I'm just, he, he's somebody that started his life on a sharecropping farm and worked his butt off, never said he couldn't do something because he was black or he was disadvantaged because he grew up in a segregated South. He just worked hard, kept his head down, did what he had to do and found success. And I, I 
you know, I definitely got my motivation in life from his sort of steady counseling. He's like a no nonsense. Um, he sounds like an incredible man. But, yeah. Uh, how do? What do you feel like? You, success is going to look like for you ultimately you know what would it feel like success for you how what would make you fulfilled candace i think first and foremost cracking the black vote showing that we're not a monolith that we think differently and that we're starting to listen to the policies not the emotional argument for any group of individuals to be voting in 90 percent margins for one party shows you that and especially when that party has never done anything that has served you shows you that we've made an emotional investment into politics and ultimately harmed our personal lives do you not think it's significant that there are are only two parties and neither of those parties meaningfully represent the interests of people that oh, have I think historically Trump, been oppressed I think Trump represents a whole new how because he's independent they all hate him everybody hates Trump yeah, well that doesn't help average except guys. for the American I've people I've made a few quid out of these people hey, in Trump like right. Trump being hated as an independent yeah. doesn't help ordinary people but of it any does color. because he's 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 bringing jobs back to america we were selling our soul overseas and we were they're teaching us to hate being american well, they're he's teaching us uh, uh, well, actually factories and manufacturing jobs are are coming back and but people is don't really true though because you know how they you know, look you work in politics more than i do you know it's like a game. Right. You know there's not a lot of truth in that world right. on either side. Well, I, I They're not that different. That's None correct. of them are that different. Well, I travel six days a week and I travel to every state, even to Hawaii. I've spoken to this Where is there love year. and comfort in your life? Who uh, looks after you? My cat. A cat. She's you so nutter. cute. You nutter. <laughs> Her name is Bear. Hey, My Bear. My dog's called Bear. Really? Yeah. We have so much in common. Well, yes, but also my bear will beat your bear. Strongly disagree. I don't yeah. think so because he's like a mad wolf. Yeah, but cats are fast. She's have to be. A lion takes out a, a wolf <laughs> at the top of the top of the food chain. Because you know what the problem is is that a um, that dog is a pain in. Well, I'm not going to get into the dog. We've got so much to discuss. Yeah. He's a pain in the ass. It's important though. We up. should maybe we should time. cover pets yeah. one of these days. <laughs> uh, when people do the. Yeah, you're pretty strong when then people are protesting. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, uh, like I watched some videos where there's people protesting at the back and stuff. Yeah. You hold yourself together well, don't you? Yeah, they're totally like insane. But then you feel like, com why don't why don't you feel like, this is what I feel like, I, I watch like right wing people because I'm fascinated and I kind of admire the bravery, I've got to say that. Um, but do you not feel like that you want to, receive and give love to people does that not is that not sort of high on your agenda no of course it is and i do i receive so much love because once people have this political awakening um and they realize that everything that's been sold to them is a lie nothing feels better than self-empowerment actually feeling like you can do it when it comes within you you know hate is a strong emotion but doesn't feel as good as love you know saying everybody my life sucks because of all of you doesn't feel as good as yeah, saying i can the, do anything sure of course but who, you mean who, personal who would argue but like but like that is not the clearest and most obvious manifestation manifestation of love that but i get is. that from my family do you that's yeah because the most obvious manifestation of love that i can think of is to accept and understand other people that people have had different experiences right. to you in life and that i they, accept that Hmm. Of course, and I accept that we're always going to have different experiences. That's called life. You can't create a system where everybody is equal. It doesn't exist. Well, you've seen my drawing. I'm right, right. It just doesn't exist. That's, that's utopia. It's nearly there, though. Um, I mean, we've already got the fire station. <laughs> so, yeah. 
but yeah i mean i i look for love in my personal life i don't look for love in my in my political life i understand that when you because why not when why should why should the political world be exempted we are human beings well no I, lonely I, because i'm what i what i am doing is giving them the power to go into their personal lives and 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 feel cold my terrible fear candace is what, what you're actually doing is wrangling them I- into this into sort of the corralling them into a position where the most powerful people in the world can continue to benefit from them. Because whilst I agree that there are bogus sort of lefty Democrat people that contribute a lot to the debate and I don't support the sort of the the, the, the mainstream media and the narratives that they put forward and like the, I've seen you arguing very articulately and brilliantly with people. I feel that the most people, powerful people in the world will benefit if other, if people believe in individual power. People do need to collectivize to challenge power. It's the only way we can ever change the world. No, I do not believe in together. collectivization. That's the, I, I believe that that's a terrible, terrible thing Tribe, to do. Tribe, community is what we're from. I believe in communities, of course, but, well, but collectivism. Well, well, collectivism leads to communism. So no, but you, I think it's important to acknowledge the, the individual. Doesn't have to be the same as, as the communi- past. That's your big argument: is what? that we don't have to be defined by our history; that we can create new futures. So collective and community-based ideologies needn't automatically lead to state communism and the gulags. Well, and the you execution couldn't differentiate it from me, though. Yes, I could. I was only spent ten minutes, and I thought it was going quite well. Actually, <laughs> we'd, we'd had a lovely democratic community. You did okay, but you you couldn't you couldn't you know say what the role of government was going to be. And I'm telling you, look, it's it's hard to. Why would the government we even be abstract? You and I are the not special are snowflakes. Okay, you and I. I'm going to tell you, we're not special snowflakes. I'm not that. We're not original. I don't Every want system to be a has been has been thought of seconds. and tried. I've held one. Just right. turned into nothing. <laughs> it's been it's it's been tried. I want to be a blizzard, <laughs> a storm, a tundra, That's a what mighty snowcat. That's what mountain. I am. You are. There's no question. That's what You're I am. Very very wonderful. But I think you must be a bit more kind to people. I am and a bit nice. more compassionate to people that feel that hurt. are shrieking in my face, calling me a white supremacist. It's not nice to shriek at people. I agree with you. It's there. hard to find compassion in my belly when I'm being shrieked at and called a white supremacist well, because what somebody did, read a Guardian article. What did uh, don't get angry? What did our Lord do? He fa- forgive them. They know not what they do. Yeah. Forgiveness, endless forgiveness, endless love. I do love. Leftists. If you've been put in a funny. position of power, then you have an obligation to. Be loving. That's your first obligation. Right. Not to be all practical. Because I don't think you've been given enough love. I've this granddad. Do you see how many hugs I give? absolutely amazing. No, you only see because you've only seen... about when you're a little kid. I don't mean now, all that crap in the media. Oh, That's of course bullshit. I was. My gr- I, I was love grew granddad. up with my grandparents. He sounds amazing, yeah, Robert. Gra- I grew up with this him. Guy. I and love my him. grandma who passed. Those, What's her name? I mean, Nola. Nola and Robert yeah. sound terrific people. Yeah. They've overcome tremendous odds. I got, I got too odds. much love. You know, like they're, Don't they're, say that. They're, Why are the anorexia? They're, they're, um, well, because I was trying to assert control in my life, and, and that was the way that I dealt with it. But, I mean, I have... What about other people that have got anorexia? What do you say to them? Buck up! Is no, it? I wouldn't say that. No, so I, I, I understand it, obviously, on a more in the same way that you would understand drug addiction on a more molecular level because you've lived right. it. Right. I, th- I would tell you. them that they need to identify what, what they're trying to control. When I'm talking to drug addicts, I say this. Somewhere in you, you do not think that you are beautiful. You have been hurt. There is a way out of this pain right. through spiritual connection to one another, through service, through higher ideals, to recognize your own beauty and to realize it. That's the sort of thing I have to say to right. them, right? It's not... Come on! Anorexia is different, though. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I don't. I can't. Claim I wouldn't to give that pep it. speech. They'd look at you and they'd be like, "Yeah, no, they're crafty. <laughs> the anorexics. I've yeah. never known such complexity. Right? Yeah, it's, it's 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 very complex. 
It really is. But I have to believe that love is more important than hate, that unity and togetherness are more powerful than individualism. It is, but it, but you, you, once, you, once you, you have to empower individuals, I do not want to be the same person that you are. I don't want to be treated like we're the same person. I don't want to be the same person that any person around me is. I don't want to be tr- you know treated as if we're the exact same person. You can cookie cut um, society and say, oh, this is what Candace likes for breakfast, so that must be we're all just going to have the same cereal for breakfast. I don't like that. Hey. We are individuals. You should celebrate the individual. I do agree with that. And the individual should come together to form a community that takes care of issues for individuals that can't take care of themselves. That's a good idea. Now, this, um, would you be willing, if over time, when human beings come up with better ideas, as human beings evolve, if better ideas than free market capitalism were to emerge, would you be open to those ideas? I love ideas. If there was something better than free, but just doesn't exist. A better idea than globalized free market capitalism. It exists in the realm of infinite possibility through which all realized ideas must have surely have traveled. There exists now better ideas, ideas that are more fair, more just. They are there waiting to happen, these ideas. And when they arrive, which they will, you will be open to them. I will be the first person that opens my loving arms and says, come here, new idea that's going to fix everything. And then Brilliant. we, yeah, because I'm probably just need another 10 15 minutes with my pad and uh, will be willing be to nice. leap in that direction. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think we've done as much as we can given the limitations <laughs> that we're obviously working within. What do you think, Candice? I think it's been lovely, it's been good in it because we essentially disagree on almost everything, then agree quite strongly on some things, right. Well, what it is is I've just taken a step further. Like you actually agree with me on absolutely everything that I'm saying. You no, just I haven't. Don't, you just haven't I don't plugged like it in. Stuff you keep saying. About you just haven't stop. plugged it in to realize that it, it's actually a capitalist, not crony capitalism, but a capitalist society with free no. markets that helps people out of poverty. No, it's one step. So it needs massive regulation. Like this, We've like, seen the results of that. And then I took one step, and you're here, and I'm like, Russ, come back, Russ. So oh hopefully I helped you a little Let bit. see why Kanye West nearly, nearly threw his <laughs> career into a bin. You're absolutely charming. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Thank you. Fucking hell. Thank you. That was awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Candice. And uh, let us know what you think. You Let me know where you feel I let you down. Let me know what you feel was good. I'm pretty bloody exhausted. I'll tell you that. It really, really wore me out. But... Perhaps the main thing we can take from it is that we've got to get beyond, I think, just um, separate, um, polarized, non-communicative, non-collaborative stasis and into debate. We've all got to start talking to each other because she's a lovely person who I disagree with on almost everything. But what a lovely person. Confusing, isn't it, life? What are we going to do? Please remember to let me know what you thought of it by sharing it on your Instagram stories or Instagram. How did she say? Instagram stories and tagging me at True Russell Brand or on Twitter with hashtag under the skin. So communicate with me. Let me know what you think. I love you, don't I? Our next guest is Kaihindi Andrews. I've told you about that. Send us some questions and uh, go check out some other stuff. Oh, will you subscribe? Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Just go around subscribing on various platforms. Get other people to subscribe. Galvanise people. We need to start uniting if we're going to make any kind of difference at all. 
I've got a book called Mentors coming out. You can pre-order it. Go to my website or Twitter feed. Twitter feed, not Twitter feed. That doesn't even exist. Twitter feed. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, pre-order it. And also remember, if you've not watched Rebirth yet, watch it and get other people to watch that as well. Why don't you just spend your entire life to the service of my whims? Why don't you? It's not like you've got jobs, families, lives, concerns, hopes, dreams, fears, ailments of your own to contend with. No, no, no. Just become a vessel for my will. God, I've got children now, so I know what it's like. All right. Well, I love you. Bye.